Uh, hi, my name is Josh Wallace. I am the director and co-writer of Keeping Company. Hey, I'm Devin Doss, and I am the co-writer and lead actor of Keeping Company. And you are listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. to the horror squad podcast episode number 196 tonight we're talking about vhs 94 which is currently streaming on shutter i'm one of your hosts todd we have steve sam and joe joe looking like a straight snack tonight thank you um boys and girl how you guys doing doing great todd um we got an interview tonight for those who want to stick around after the episode um steve and i were joined by um director josh wallace and also uh writer slash star of the film devin das uh for their movie keeping company which is currently running the festival circuits right now uh has not been released like to the public yet but um you know you can uh we're gonna we'll post all of their social media handles and whatnot on uh, our social media so be able to keep up with it that way but steve and i will be doing a review of the movie um, during our what watch segment. So stay tuned and check it out. Very nice. You guys up to anything or just normal business? Yeah. Um, so first, happy Canadian Thanksgiving to all our oh. Canadian listeners. Woo-woo. Nice. Uh, it's Thanksgiving the day we're recording this. So I am currently under the turkey sweats. <laughs> it's not over till you're sweating meat. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so it was a great weekend though. I got to see uh, my family and, uh, even more so, I actually got to see my college buddies for the first time in a long time. Uh, a lot of them I haven't seen in two plus years. So it was really cool to see them. I know some of them are listeners of this podcast. So how's it going? And uh, yeah, it was a great weekend. Honestly, had a lot of fun and uh, excited to, uh, you know, kind of get back to regular life. But I'm happy everything happened. So what was your favorite yeah. thing you had? Food wise? Yeah. So well, so I had Thanksgiving dinner last night, and for that, I would say mashed potatoes and gravy is like my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the weekend, I went to see my grandparents. Uh, they're like 85, and my grandmother always made these like amazing meatballs that no one's ever been able to replicate. And you know, she since she's like older, she hasn't been able to really do them for a long time. But she says since it was Thanksgiving weekend, she's gonna make me some. And I went over to their place and got some of her meatballs and it was amazing. Just the best. So that's definitely one of the highlights of my weekend right there. You gotta finagle that recipe out of her, dude. I tried. I tried replicating it. They're just it's like grandma's touch, you know, it's just like yeah, I can't it's, it's made with it's, love, dude. That's that's right. It's impossible to replicate. But damn, watching her cook brought me back uh, to like my childhood and stuff. She's a mad woman when she cooks. I mean, I, I was watching her just afraid for my life. You know, she's <laughs> she's putting like the packets on the stove burner and then takes it off and then touches it with her hand to see if it's hot. Then this like the stove burner like catches on fire. She just like blows on it and like it's just oh my god. But that's the way she's always cooked. She's like crazy. Grandmas are a different like, breed, dude. Yeah. They, were, uh, they were brought up a lot tougher than we were. Yeah, no kidding. And she's cooking like eight things at once, you know, whereas I cook one thing and I'm like panicking about it because I have to like watch it. She's just, yeah, it was crazy. It was quite the show. There, there's something to that. My uh, great grandmother used to make this soup every time we go visit and, you know, she's passed on, but you know, my mom knows recipe and ants and it's just not even close. Like maybe it's because like you're, you know, at grandma's house or whatever, but not even the same ballpark, you know, shout out to grandmas. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
And Joe, we got the uh, the big event this coming weekend, right? Yeah, tomorrow, if you listen when this uh, podcast is released. But yeah, tomorrow is the big day. Uh, hopefully, we get some listeners out there. Would love to see you guys out there. Uh, we have a signing with actor Damien Maffei. You'll know him best for the man, as the man in the mask in The Stranger's Prey at Night. And also as the devil in haunt. Um, so uh, let me break down a little uh, itinerary for you guys for the day. If you do want to come out, you can come out to any or all of it. Um, so starting at noon, there will be pre-order pickups for donuts. Uh, Speakeasydonuts.com uh, you can order from. Uh, they will be having two of um, Damien's most famous characters, um, a man in the mask donut, which will feature uh, maple icing and a candy axe, and also a haunt devil donut uh, featuring raspberry icing. So you can order those. Uh, pre orders do close for those uh, on actually the day you're listening to this on Friday. So you uh, donuts will not be sold at the event. This is a pre order only as obviously these are very like highly detailed donuts so she needs time to make them so if you can order some of the donuts it's 18 dollars for a box um and they are pretty dang cool donuts uh okay and then at one o'clock starting at one o'clock will be the signing from 1 to 5 p.m at silver moon comics which is located in the witch city mall damien will be signing autographs and taking uh photos he is going to be accepting cash and also Venmo and PayPal. We will have um, his uh, Venmo PayPal information like barcodes. So you can, we can scan it right there. It'll be very easy for you guys to do it that way. Um, it will be $40, uh, which also, which includes an autograph and a picture. Um, also, please note that masks are required indoors, but you will be allowed to take your mask off briefly for a picture. Um, and then at lunchtime, uh, I'm not exactly there exact hours yet, but the Crypt Salem horror themed pop-up restaurant right now is going to be um, featuring the Damien Muffaletta Burger, um, which is a five ounce beef patty with provolone cheese, olive and banana pepper relish, crispy sopracetta and herb aioli. So you can get a delicious donut. Um, they are going to be operating directly out of Cinema Salem, which is in the same exact mall. So very easy to go over there and pick up your burger. Uh, and then lastly is our screening, which is at 8 p.m. Uh, over at Cinema Salem, cinemasalem.com to uh, purchase your tickets. Uh, we'll be, they'll be screening Haunt with a uh, Q&A following hosted by Sam and myself. Um, as we will be representing the horror squad podcast. So yeah, uh, hopefully you guys can make it out. I'm very excited for the event. Uh, it, it should be a great time. And if you cannot make it out, we'll definitely be posting a lot of pictures and whatnot on our social medias. And we will give a full uh, breakdown of it on next week's episode. You know what? If people are on the fence still, I'm looking at the website for Cinema Salem and you can do a double feature with Creature from the Black Lagoon That's followed right. by Haunt. That's a cool <laughs> mm -hmm. lineup. Yep. And then Bride of Frankenstein, the mummy. Damn, that's a good lineup. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Totally. Awesome. Well, what's up with Sam? you, Sam? You what? <laughs> what's up with you? What's up with me? Nothing. <laughs> just listening to Joe ramble, like always. <laughs> He's what excited. I'll be, I'll be back over here now. Bye. <laughs> but Sam, what about the dog parade? I know you were excited. Oh, my about God. That. There's a dog parade, and you were just going to not tell us about that? <laughs> Yes, there was a dog parade. It was the Hall Halloween pet parade by Salem Main Streets. Um, we put Raven in it. She didn't win, unfortunately, but we did dress her up 
as the cutest little pumpkin in the patch. And there were some great costumes I shared on my stories uh, this past weekend. There were a few Georgies from it. There was like a three-legged dog who was a Georgie. He was so cute. Um, What else was there? There was like this little teeny tiny chihuahua that had like a little ghost sheet costume. It was so cute. He was so tiny. What were the Um, finalists, Sam? For the- I don't know. I, d- I haven't looked because they uh, all, it was kind of crazy. And so they all lined up. Um, and I knew that Raven wasn't in the running. So we kind of stepped back, but I'll gotcha. have to look and see. But what else did we do? Oh, and then my friend Michelle, she had like a few people over. And it was kind of like a little spooky gathering, which was fun. Um, but nothing, nothing too exciting, I guess. Well, Raven won in our hearts, so. Oh, how sweet! It, it doesn't matter sweet. what they think. You're right. I don't know. You know, three-legged dog has a charm to it. Oh so. yeah, I'm sure so that cute. he probably won something. <laughs> That's a but... perfect, perfect for him or her. Mm-hmm. Three-legged doggy. Yeah, it was like just looking around at everyone's faces. Everyone looked so happy. Yeah. Any dog fights? I hope not. No, no. dog fights. <laughs> Yeah, we did a dog event. My my daughter's in the, the county dog club or whatever they meet. Oh, that's awesome. I forget what it's called, but it's, yeah, it's a dog club. And uh, they had a Halloween dress up year before last, I think. And my dog is chill, Bruce. He's like, you know, but get out of my personal space, you know? Don't come smelling my butt. I don't know you. Don't and, you do know, it. You know, someone sneak, snuck up on him. He smelled his butt. My dog, you know, is like, get back, bro. It's a minor, minor incident, but it's all good. What did yeah. he dress up as? Uh, he was a llama that year. Oh, cute. And then this year, you guys saw he's a UPS man. So cute. I love that costume. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's so funny. Little hands. It's so it funny. is. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's get into some questions. You can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or on our Discord. Very active these days. Uh, we got a few new people that joined the Discord. So welcome to the group. It's always a fun time in there. And if you'd like to join... Just send any of us or our official pages a message and we will get you the link so you can join in in the festivities. The very first question is actually one from last week. It was sent after uh, our cutoff, so we weren't able to use it, but I did want to include it this week because they are good questions. This is from Caleb. says, hey squad, hopefully everyone's Spooktober has started off on a great note and I can't wait for the review this week. My first question is with the wide variety of animated spooky movies. Which one would each of you personally like to live in or be part of? Good, good question. Sam, I, something came to her mind already. I can see. What is it? No, I was like, I was just going to repeat the question. Um, spooky movie that we want to be part of? Animated. Animated? I don't know. I feel like Paranorman would be mine. That'd be fun. Lay some out there for me so I can refresh my memory. We got Adam's Family movies. We got... I know for, for me, it would definitely be Nightmare Before Christmas because <laughs> it's my two favorite my two favorite holidays. So if I could be always either Christmas or Halloween, I'd be perfectly fucking happy. And there's Coraline, there's Nine, there's uh, not a ton. Frankenweenie. Uh, Frankenweenie. There's uh, Ad- Adam's Family. Scares me. Coco. Coco, yeah. Corpse Ride is great. That's scary too. Uh, I, you know, I can't think of one that pops into my mind because it's all freaky. Like Coraline would suck because there's a doll woman spider trying to kidnap me. That's not good. And the paranormal, you got all these ghosts walking around. That's not good. Only if know. you can see him, you have to have the gift. That's true. Yeah. But they all seem so nice. Like all the ghosts yeah. were super nice to the Norman. So honestly, I'd rather see the ghosts than the real people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you got any? I mean, I, I guess I would go Nightmare Before 
Christmas just because like uh, I haven't watched a lot of these spooky um, animated ones, like I said last week. So I'll just go with uh, my, the safe bet of Nightmare Before Christmas. I'll uh, do a Scooby-Doo episode. Oh, I like Those it. are always good. Plus they always end well. You just want to get close to Daphne. Daphne's good, but it's all about Velma, homie. All right. <laughs> she reads books and I like her intellect and she's pretty <laughs> There you go. All right. There you go. All right. Uh, second question. Do you find claymation slash stop motion movies like Paranorman or Coraline creepy or unnerving? A friend of mine feels this way because they're willing to give The Nightmare Before Christmas and Vincent a shot. Yeah. Um, Box Trolls. I don't know if you've seen that one, but that's got some really creepy villains in it. Yeah. Stop, stop motion. They usually do like a like the character character the characters whatever always look a little funky so yeah it's creepy but i love it it's awesome anyone seen the box rolls no i I always see it recommended whenever i'm looking up the other movies but i have no idea what it's about it's about trolls and a kid that lives with them and then there's like troll hunters is it like halloween related or no um i don't remember if it's set in there but it's definitely like creepy it's meant to be creepy Mm -hmm. like they're monsters but not to him you know so they're misunderstood Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I think they're awesome. Um, personally, I, you know, they, they are creepy, but a good creepy. You know, I like uh, the way they look and everything. And like I said last week, having done uh, stop motion and claymation animation for school, I have some mad respect for anyone who does that and for the films that, that they can make. Like full length feature films just blows my mind. It's they actually were able to pull it off because it's crazy the amount of work. Mm-hmm. A lot of work. Yeah. Final question. Uh, is there a horror movie that would be improved if it were animated? Thanks as always. Beetlejuice would be great if it was animated. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's cartoon. already great on its own. Yeah, but. Yeah, did you ever see the cartoon of Beetlejuice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's all, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think any of them would be improved. I really, I, I don't. Yeah. It would be so, cool to see some like remakes though. Animated. Yeah, not improved, yeah. but just like a different mm-hmm. style. Like a. Like Rob Zombie's um, El Super Beasto is kind of like lame. If you guys have ever seen that one, I haven't. It has like Captain Spaulding and Baby. It has all his characters from his movies in it. And it's like, eh. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, there's some franchises I would kind of like to see as animated films. Like I, I would actually love to see a, a Nightmare on Elm Street in animation form because they can go really crazy with the dream sequences and stuff. Uh, but improved, I'm not sure about that. So. I'll go with no. So uh, the first series of questions here are from Chuck, Captain Amazing 85. If you could pick your last words, what would they be? Choke on them. What was that? <laughs> Choke on them. Oh. oh. What's that from? Day of the Dead. Oh. Mine would be, ugh, as if. <laughs> that would be, I'll see you in hell. Oh, Freddie sent you. <laughs> yeah there you go Uh, for me i i would go uh i left some riches in a box under the special tree and then just uh, just to fuck with them just to fuck with them and have my memory maybe like live on forever as people try to find this like this you know treasure that doesn't exist so that'd be so cool though to be like that rich where you can just do treasure hunts for people like that one guy, I forget what it was, but like people died trying to find it. Yeah, they did um, a movie about that, right? About that specific person? Uh, about a, no, about a uh, like yeah, a, a rich guy dies and leaves 
clues to treasures to is get his fountain. Are you thinking about without a paddle? Is that kind of like that? I, I, no, I, I was more serious than that. It, it was a, it was all a ploy to get his family to work together and oh. to like get get along with each other. That was spoiler the true alert. Treasure was friendship, <laughs> right? Fuck. But uh, yeah, I would totally do that to fuck with people. Just uh, yeah, maybe I'll put that on my will. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, next question: What's your favorite horror one-liner? It's a tough one. There's so many. Um, smile, you son of a bitch. Oh, uh, love it um for me i will go with let me let me guess welcome to prime time bitch i mean that's the obvious answer right (laughs) it's a great one so sure (laughs) okay no jack torrance no jack torrance love today did he have a like a great did he have yeah here's johnny yeah wendy light of my life Mm -hmm. i love that scene Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's, I like the Lloyd. The Lloyd bartender scenes are my favorite. Oh man, when in the bathroom they need correct. I can't roll my R's, but how he does it, like <laughs> they need correcting. Mm-hmm. Um, help me out. Mine's that's a this. good one. Mine's this because <laughs> it's Halloween. Michael Myers. Okay. Get it. What? Wait, no. <laughs> he doesn't talk? Is that what he, he doesn't talk? <laughs> right. oh, okay. Silence. I like Silence. it. Silence. Hey, horror fans. Deep, deep uh, breathing. Unless we're counting Rob Zombie's Halloween, then he says, what, leave me alone? Leave me alone. In H2. Or, yeah. H2. or get away from me. Something like that. Something like Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. And I always liked uh, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Mm. That's maybe two lines, but I'll, uh, it's my favorite quote in a horror movie. We'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, next question: Anthologies are either really good or really terrible. What are the worst anthologies you've seen? Ugh. Tales from the Hood two, Creep Show three. Those immediately come to mind. Oh, and um, XX. XX. Yeah, that's oh, what gosh, I was gonna that. say. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. And VHS ninety four. Oh, oh shit. spoiler alert. Oh, I would say VHS Viral is the worst one <laughs> in that series. Viral. I can't remember that one. That I one might, was pretty bad. I might agree with you. I don't remember Viral or if I've seen it or ABC's of Death. I don't know if I've seen either, either of those. Yeah, ABC's of Death weren't very good either. ABC's of Death 2 was better than was one. Yeah. Have I seen the ABC's of Death, Joe? <sighs> I don't I don't think you have. You may have seen like a couple of the segments. Yeah. You may have seen like a few of the segments, but I don't know if you watched the whole thing. I can't remember. All uh, All Hallows Eve 2. It doesn't have Art the Clown mm. in it, right? Yeah. So mm. I'm, I'm, I'll throw that one out there. Yeah, my wife and I went down an anthology rabbit hole like a few months back on Tubi. <laughs> it, was a, it was a dark period in our life. Uh, just there's a bunch of crap in there. There's American Nightmares um there was 1031 wasn't great uh, some, oh yeah some were okay but the majority of them weren't great so yeah there's there's a lot of crap out there uh, but xx yeah. is definitely among i think the mm-hmm. top worst ones i've actually never seen creep show three though it's one i need to i feel i need to watch even though i know it sucks <laughs> you know yeah uh, there was one there was one we watched recently me and steve covered that wasn't very good I think I liked That's it more scarce. than he did, but no, oh. it had Macy Gray in it. I can't remember. Yeah, 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 right. We had an interview. We had an interview for it and everything, but I just can't even remember the damn movie's name. That's going to be on the bottom of my uh, list here. Let's see. <laughs> uh, 
movies I watched in 2021. No one that people like, but I don't, is a tell, Tales of Halloween, I think it's called. Yeah. Oh, I don't really I like, like that one either. I, yeah. I, I see it mm-hmm. getting a lot of love. I don't know if it's just recent thing, but I remember not being able to finish it. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, it, it was phobias. Phobias, that's right. Yeah, yeah that wasn't good. <laughs> Try to good. say goodbye. If Macy Gray took our interview instead of the Wendy Williams show, though, I would have liked it better. <laughs> Check last question. Samming, what do we feast on with this one? Ooh. Um, Not a lot of options on for this one. Mm-mm. Vampire blood. That's, I was going to say that joke, but I'm like, that's too easy. You got to make it into like a food recipe. All right. But vampire well, blood. <laughs> maybe maybe vampire some bolts. Some bolts for the uh, biomechanics. Red velvet cake with tint of vampire blood. Okay. Work. Work right. Fruit and punch. You can't go out in the sun, so be careful Ooh. or you'll explode. Oh. Literally. <laughs> Next one's from uh, Cody, Odd Jobs versus 007. Did any of you ever record any horror shorts on your camcorders growing up? My brother and I did a total Evil Dead ripoff after watching too much of it late one night oh steve and i have what about you and joe and sam um i i don't think i i, I don't think i did a horror one i i think i talked about it on the show before but i did a twister remake like we had like <laughs> that's a, cool <laughs> yeah we had like a this like uh, what do you call it i guess like a like these doors that like open that go into your uh like basement you doors? know yeah like those cellar doors and uh me and my cousins like recreating and we got like my dad and my uncle like were like out of the shot and they were like the tornado like pulling us up you know so it looked like we like floated up into the tornado and then my mom and my aunt were like throwing leaves like in the basement and stuff like that i wish i could find it it was it actually looked great (laughs) how fun that's fun um i'm trying to think i feel like we just reenacted shows a lot and some scary movies but i don't know if we actually filmed them it would have been with like a a old camcorder like the heavy ones that sit on your shoulders like a vhs one or super eight or something yep oh okay not super eight todd relax <laughs> 16 millimeter <laughs> <laughs> yep. i had a 16 millimeter camera one time because i wanted to learn editing with splicing it's hard oh. it's impossible Spoiler, it's fucking hard i don't know yeah. how those classic filmmakers did it <laughs> did you do oh, it with yeah. the close hangers and everything because no, so I, I had, like I had to do it in college machine. yeah yeah so did i but you know when you're editing a sequence together we had clothes hangers around our editing machine and we had to like hang the scenes <laughs> so that later we can cut them together uh our teacher was adamant that we learn how to like cut film because he thought purist he's a purist not knowing that you know the world was going digital <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah it was very interesting and dif- difficult yeah films it, it sounds and looks great but gosh damn it's fucking impossible to work with yeah for sure uh but yeah i definitely did it as well i mean i studied film so we had to do shorts and i'd say 90 percent of the ones i did were all horror so i absolutely love it and it was a lot of fun as did i and it was either horror or like shootout scenes or cops or something like that yeah, yeah, me too. Except one, I did football in the groin because uh, I had an assignment that like had to be, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it had to be a three shot, like a three edit short. 
and I forgot about the assignments. So I only had like one day left before I had to hand it in. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell am I going to do? So I got a friend and I did, I just like shot myself shooting a football and a football in the air and then hit it, my friend in the groin. And I must've done like fucking 30 takes. <laughs> of hitting him in the groin just for fun and he had no idea I was just like <laughs> fucking with him and that's fun yeah and then the teacher was like what the fuck is this I'm like well it won the film festival in the Simpsons so I thought it'd be good enough to win you know, I think Barney should have won personally yeah of course yeah. <laughs> but he don't didn't cry for me I'm already <laughs> dead right <laughs> Yeah, and that was so, like, film school, like, you know, me doing football and growing someone else doing this, like, giant, like, fucking... Fucking black and white. Black and white or sepia, you know, just because the camera setting at it. Good times. Or doing, Um, like, the the negative camera setting where it looks terrible, but, yeah, your camera can do it, so why not? And they film, like, a a rose petal floating or something stupid. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. Good times. Uh, Next series of questions from Weezer Face. Questions for the pod. When you were a kid... What movie on VHS did you watch so much you almost ruined the tape? I know mine. Mine was a uh, Scream because we recorded it illegally with, you know, the dual uh, VHS things. So the, yeah, I watched the shit out of that where it like, gets to the point where it just like starts waving, you know, and the sound sounds like an alien trying to abduct you. Yep, so Scream. Mine was, um, when I was really young, it was Follow That Bird. Uh, What's that about? <laughs> Fall, it's a, it's like a Ses- uh, Sesame Street movie where like Big Bird Aww. goes like on a road, like yeah, he like gets lost or whatever, and he has to find his way back to Sesame. And they Street. paint him blue. They do paint him blue, and then he sings Those a song monsters. about how sad he is. It's <laughs> oh, so, no. it's so depressing. <laughs> but I fucking loved that movie so much. Um, as far as like a horror movie wise, ooh, probably Night of the Demons. I watched that movie a lot on VHS because it was like one of the one of the few horror movies we actually like had when I was like pretty young. Um, so I watched the shit out of that. Yeah. I don't remember about horror movie, but I had this uh, VHS Barbie workout that I would watch <laughs> all the time. And I would just invite my friends over specifically to do this workout video with me. Like, I was like, all right, we're going to order pizza. Then we're going to do this <laughs> Barbie workout. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And I had Jennifer Love Hewitt. And it was like my favorite thing. And also I feel like Free Willy was a pretty worn tape. Mm. Yeah. And before time too, was a... Ooh, yeah. oh. When I watched quite a bit, such a Another now there's like depressing 30 of child's them. movie. Huh? <laughs> yeah, they're all depressing, man. Yeah, all of them. How you learned about life yeah, back then? Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, and then you're worried like something's gonna happen to your loved ones every minute of the day. Exactly. Of the That's right. Teaching uh, dudes to kiss sleeping girls. It's like, right. what are we doing, guys? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, uh, for me it was Dawn of the Dead. Uh, also recorded. Um, so my dad's friend had recorded it for me, so I used the shit out of that. Shout uh, out to Steve's dad's friend. Oh yeah, yeah. he he gave us a lot of horror, especially horror movies. So I got a lot of uh, you know stuff through him. Thanks, uh, Bob. Yeah, uh, Roger. <laughs> Thanks, Roger. Actually, which is great for Don of the Dead. Roger, there you <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, and then also, and I mentioned in the past, I recorded Night of the Living Dead remake in French on TV because that's the only version I could find. So I watched the shit out of that. And finally, um, I would say, what was the other one that I watched a lot? You know, Nightmare on Elm Street, I watched quite a bit. Uh, the first three, I would say, uh, I watched quite a bit. Maybe more one and three than two. Uh, but yeah, I and those were the legit. I think it was uh, the five box set uh, because six, I guess, wasn't out yet at the time. So yeah, that was a good time. I still got my box set. It's a sweet set. The VHS one with Freddie, yeah, like his extending hands. his arms. Yeah, yeah, that one's really cool. Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. Her last question for now, because there's a few VHS 94 questions here. Any chance Radio Silence will be guest interviews again, or are they too Hollywood big time now? God, I hope so. But yeah, I don't know. I'm a little nervous now, but we'll see. I, obviously, I'd love to get them back for when Scream comes out. But, uh, you know, hey, maybe we, I built enough of, uh, we built enough of a relationship with them where I can get them back on, but might be a little tougher this time around. <laughs> yeah, they, they were awesome, though. I, I really they were, enjoyed they interviewing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I hope we can get them on again. But I, I get it, too. Like, everyone's going to want to talk to them for screen yeah, five so definitely it, it is what it is <laughs> yeah i make we make no promises but we will try yeah for sure um all right so next series questions from little three core to me that's actually a new user over on uh, discord so thank you for joining welcome. our discord and welcome and thanks for listening also a new listener so that's really awesome uh favorite horror clothing item you currently own tough one. Oh, i know what joe's answer is Do you? sweet sweet new shoes Oh, I did. Yeah. I got like, I bought a bunch of the horror vans. I do love those. Um, it's for this time of the year though. It's probably my, uh, Sam sweater I own from middle of beyond. Um, it's just like a great, like Halloween, like time sweater. So I'll go with that. All right. I'll go around the, the same realm. I'll do full moon, uh, zip up sweatshirt. Cause it's getting a little chilly out and you need your sweaters. It is getting chilly out and I'm so excited about it. Um, Any horror sweatshirt is my jam, but I've been obsessed with these two shirts that Joe has so kindly given to me. They are the best shirts that I've ever worn in my life. One of them is a, is it brain dead? I think one of them is a brain dead shirt. That was the second one he gave to me, but then he has this other shirt. It's like a black one and it is house of horrors. And I can't even tell you who's on it. Um, Joe, do you want to let them know? Uh, yeah, let's see if I can remember everyone on it. So it's got the, um, uh, it's got Reagan. It's got zombie from zombie. It has the, um, uh, the, the evil dead, uh, chick in the, uh, uh, crawl space. Yeah. The chick in the cellar. It's got her on there. Uh, it has bub, I think from, uh, Day of the Dead, and I can't remember who else is on there, but it's got them all on the top there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a it's a great shirt, mm-hmm. and they're just so comfortable, and they're kind of like it's kind of like a like your parents' band t shirt. Like I just oh, I just love the fit of it. Yes, it's very vintage. I bought very them, vintage. I think I bought them when I was in like ninth grade, so yeah, they're pretty old. <laughs> they're not that old, Joe. I mean, ninth grade. I mean, that was like 20 years ago now, oh, probably. That's depressing. <laughs> it is depressing. <laughs> uh, so my favorites are, I have a Killer Clown shirt from Halloween Horror Nights. I have a um, Hilarious House of Frankenstein shirt that I just got recently. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really awesome because they don't do a lot, of, uh, a lot of merch. I am getting a shirt. I don't have it yet from our buddy Rick from the Frightmare Collective. Uh, he is now selling shirts on T Public, so uh, go support him. Uh, really great shirt designs, and I picked one up and should get it in the next few weeks. So very excited about that. And of course, the shirt that I wore over the weekend when I went to see my friends after two years was our shirt, the Horror Squad Podcast uh, Halloween, you know, play on Halloween shirt. Uh, it's awesome. Like honestly, uh, it really came out really good. And uh, you can also pick that up on tpublic.com uh, slash the Horror Squad Podcast. So. 
Yeah. And thank you to everyone who ordered some. I saw quite a few pictures of people with them and uh, we really, really appreciate it. Um, next question. What's a classic movie you have still had not seen for whatever reason? Example, mine is The Omen. I want to, I even own it, just had not gotten around to watching it. Uh, for me, it's Phantasm. I, I keep saying I'm going to watch it, but I still haven't. Oh, I thought you seen that. No, I still have not seen it or any of the sequels. So before the end of that, my goal is before the end of the year. I'm, I'm definitely going to punch it. a couple months left. I'm going to do it. Maybe we should cover it one one time because it's it's a classic movie. Not a lot of people talk about it, and it's important Todd hates to it. I, doesn't Todd I, hate I, it? I hate that movie. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you saw it? I've watched it three times. Okay, to, <laughs> yeah, I've tried. Same thing with Hellraiser. I've watched that I think three times too. Trying to watch it with a new set of eyes, and I'm just like, I just don't like these movies. But I did see uh, Phantasm, the last one. Ravager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, bad, terrible. I heard that it was um, not very good. <laughs> Phantasm 2, I think, is better than Phantasm 1. So, I don't Ooh, know. Whatever. Interesting. But as of classics, I don't know. I can't really think of anything. Probably something really old you haven't seen, yeah, right? I don't know. Like The Haunting or something like that? No, I've seen The Haunting. No? Okay. Something Price, Vincent Price? Yeah, but like main mainstream that everyone's seen. Mm-hmm. Like a Candyman kind of thing. I don't know. Not sure. I haven't seen. Is it called Eraserhead? Oh, yes. I've never seen that either. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll go with that too. I want to watch it. Yeah, we should. That would be an interesting one to cover. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's Fincher. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Is I think Fincher? so. Fincher. I don't think it's Fincher. Uh, no, yeah, it's not. It no, it's no, it's a, definitely a famous director, though, right? Um, got it right here. Hold on. Nineteen seventy-seven, and it is. David Lynch. There you go. David, David Lynch. Lynch. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say Fincher's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Maybe we should cover that. Drive. <laughs> Got it. I've never seen Twin Peaks either. I know it's a show that a lot of mm-hmm. people like. I've never seen Twin Peaks either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. I've heard it's good. Actually, I watched the first episode, but then I never continued on with it for whatever reason. That's the one where like they found the woman dead, right? Like in the lake or something like that or something of that nature. I have no clue. <laughs> I have never seen a single thing. All right. Steve, have you? <laughs> No. no okay <laughs> no, well, no, either, no, sorry so, um and it's for me i can't think of anything like you know through college she, they showed us all the important movies the podcast i watch a bunch i'm sure there are some i mean i've no by no means come even close to watching everything but uh, i can't think of any i know there are some recent movies that i really want to see stuff like uncle peckerhead which i still haven't seen or uh, <laughs> an evening with uh, beverly you like that one dude you like that one. Uh, yeah i just can't find them yeah <laughs> and that's like, shafted yeah, that, that's the problem that I always have on my list. Like I'm check every once in a while. So there's a lot of like stuff like that that I'm looking forward to seeing. But as far as classics go, I mean, there's Hammer films I haven't seen. Um, you know, there's old films, a lot of old films I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't but, seen nearly enough Hammer movies for sure. Right. Yeah, there, and there, there's like big like Giallo movies. There's a bunch, mm-hmm. you know, that I haven't seen. So yeah, there's a bunch I'm sure that I can find. But I can't think of anything really popular at the top of my head that I haven't seen at least one in a series, you know? Italian movies like a, is a great market if you haven't tapped into it yet. There's like a ton of good slashers in there. Yeah, for sure. Zombie movies too. They make good zombie movies. Yeah, absolutely. And they love breaking those eyes. Like They, they love the eye stuff. They're they love the, the eye posts. It's crazy. <laughs> um, all right. Her last question. What's one irrational fear you have, if any? Example, mine is getting stuck in outer space. 
like going into space and getting stuck there forever. Even though that is something I will never experience, it's still a fear of mine. Hey, you never know. Elon Musk might make you go to space for whatever reason. So I mean, hang yeah, on, hang on to that fear. William Shatner is going to space, so why yeah, can't you? Yeah. Is he when? Like next week or soon? Yeah, like really soon? On, oh, he's like ninety, isn't he? Is he gonna make it? <laughs> Honestly, he could, he could stay up there for all I care. What if it turns into that one movie like with Tim Allen? Where they have to pretend they're like real space. Pilots. Oh, is that Space Quest? Space, uh, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy <laughs> Quest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, irrational fear. Um, if I'm in any body of water, pool included, I think there will be a great white shark, literally airdropped by a helicopter just to kill me. So I still think about that, especially when you're like swimming and you start thinking, and you're like, oh fuck, is there a fucking great white shark behind me in this pool? I think Alligator did that yeah. too. And in, in the Alligator movie, there was an alligator in the pool. I think that's where I got that from. A crocodile one of those not cool yeah mine's something ocean related to like whales sharks just creatures that i don't even know about like a someone has done a science project on a little creature and just drop it in lakes and oceans where i'm swimming at i love it uh mine's like superstitious stuff like uh walking under ladders like i legit think like some like i will really get bad luck if like i walk under a ladder and like or break a mirror or something like that so i try to avoid any sort of stuff like that or stepping on cracks you don't step on cracks at all i mean <laughs> i definitely do it's, don't say it. it's like saying Candyman in the mirror right? yeah the ladder it. the ladder the ladder honestly like the ladder is probably my biggest one like i like I'm in construction and there have been times where I couldn't cross, like I would go up a stairwell and there would be like a ladder that I couldn't go. So I would literally go down and go down and go to a different stairwell and avoid that ladder. So I wouldn't have to walk up and go under it. Yeah. Uh, and for me, it's, uh, I have like, if I'm in an indoor space with a really high ceiling, I always feel like a weird vertigo uh, feeling inside of me that just I don't know what it is. And similarly, if I'm in front of something that's huge, like something that's way bigger than me, it it intimidates me. You know, uh, a I, house. I not a house. It, it, no, it has to be indoors. It has to be indoors. So, for example, uh, I saw like a plane indoors. It just, I don't know, it gave me like a weird like chill that there was something that much bigger than me in the room with me. It's, I it's, bet there's an official phobia, like gigantophobia or something. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's, uh, I don't know what it is. I guess that's why it's an irrational fear. And our uh, last series of questions here are from Mandy. Uh, she also asked which VHS we watched the most. So I won't cover that one. Uh, what's the rarest VHS you own or have owned? Good one. Mine would be Clown House. Ooh, I owned it. Yeah, I bought it on eBay like way back when. Uh, probably in all the shit. My, like in high school. Day. No, like it was in high school. I think, or like the late, late nineties. Um, but honestly, I didn't know about that shit. I, I don't think I just remember like watching it on TV and like really creeped me out. So I wanted to find it again. And I found it on eBay for like a really reasonable price at the time. But I know now a days it's like really rare and goes for pretty big money. Yeah. Um, I have this really strange Dawn of the Dead German VHS that I have no idea where it's from or who made it i'm pretty sure it's probably a german guy that did the same thing we did you know burning or not burning copying tapes and somehow i got on ebay and someone made a custom cover for it but it's in german which is cool um and then i owned one called zombies versus ninjas which like is a vhs tape that ended up selling for 100 bucks because i guess it was rare so that was fun 
Um, I don't know if it's rare. I have Jack Frost on VHS and then also a little movie called Devil Devil Toil and Trouble with the Olsen twins. Thank you very much. I mean, the Olsons are back in the news, so. They are for what? Uh, The other Olsen, uh, Elizabeth Olsen. But still, I mean, it's an Olsen. Yeah. Um, She's she's the triplet. Right. (laughs) Uh, I I was never really a big like I I owned a lot of VHS tapes uh, because I went to the video store all the time and bought some, but I wasn't like a collector of VHS tapes, you know. So I never went out of my way to buy anything. So everything I owned was from like local stores or like my uh, my video store. So I don't think I actually owned anything rare uh, that I know of. Maybe I did and I didn't know, but I honestly couldn't answer the question. I'm going to have to show you one, Todd. I, I may have sent you a picture of it like last year or something, but I found it at a thrift store with Sam. I think it might've been when we were, when I went and visited, actually it was probably more than last, uh, maybe like three or four years ago. Cause I feel like I found it in Kansas, but it's a limited edition VHS of the evil dead. And it's like numbered and like everything. Oh, is it anchor Bay clamshell? It is a clamshell. Oh, okay. That's probably yeah. the anchor Bay one. Yeah. They're limited maybe. to like a thousand or something. Yeah. I'm probably sure. more than that, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, her next question, what did you love slash hate about VHS tapes? Rewinding them was the worst part, probably. <laughs> oh man, it was, it was fun. You would, you would rewind and it would like start off slow and then go fucking ape shit. And you're, <laughs> and you're afraid it's going to like shatter, explode the VHS player. I love, anyone, v- I love tapes, did, man. They're cool. Did anyone, did anyone else have the car rewinder? It was like a, like a, like an actual car and like you stuck it. No, just oh, a okay. normal rewinder. <laughs> yeah, okay. Remember rewinders in general? Like that's kind of weird. We had those. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that and I also hate like obviously tracking, like that fucking sucked. That's true. That's a bad one. What sucked? Like the tracking, like how you would have to like fix the tracking, like oh like, yeah. It would the be tape. like all fucked up and you had to like fix it. Yeah. I never understood why, like when you rented a VHS, it had to be returned so quick. I'm like, <laughs> there's not a million of these little plastic things running around. Like, why do I have to return it in two days? Because the VHS, the they were it probably cost a lot of money. I don't know. Steve, you worked at a video store, didn't you? You probably know the answer to this. Yeah, no, it's because back then it was the only way for people to watch movies. So if you didn't bring it back, then people wouldn't get to see it. And like like think of a new release, right? I mean, later on, Blockbuster had a thousand copies of new releases, but back in the day, you got two or three and you're excited about a new release and, you know, there's only two or three people that can have it at a time. It's, it just pushes people and, you know, people lose interest after two, three months and then they, they can wait another year or so. It's, that's why, it, you know, you had to bring it back quick so people can watch it. And uh, that, that, that was the reason, at least back in my... How many copies did a movie usually have, like a new release per location, do you think? Like pre-block, because Blockbuster had that thing where it's like guaranteed that their new releases were going to be there. But pre-Blockbuster, it was usually only two or three, four mm-hmm. if you're lucky, uh, if it was a really big release. But not, it wasn't a lot. Yeah, so. Remember the heartbreak, mm-hmm. though, of going to the section and it's yes. just the empty placard or something? Always. Yeah. Yes. You have to go up front to ask yes. the person. They're Do like, no, we don't have any. And you're like, well, what about that stack that you haven't checked? And then you get in the car and you see someone return it and you're yeah. like, maybe you're that's like, oh, it. Let me go check again. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And you, you have to remember that a lot of places, you didn't know when stuff was coming out. There's no internet. You know, it's, uh, yeah. It, they would have that board. Though, have the, you yeah, the, the board. Out. Exactly. Yeah. That's, you had the mm-hmm. board. And that's yeah. all you had. And you had like, what, like maybe a month a, a notice at best. Uh-huh. So yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a different time. 
Mm-hmm. It was. Do you remember that feeling when it was sold out and you're like, oh, did they bring any back? And like, they go and check that little return oh, box. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, we got one. And you're like, yes. The box or the cart that's yeah. like ready to go. And like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Best feeling ever. Yeah, I, actually, I'll just go to the, her last question and the last question this week because it's kind of related. I know you all loved old, the old video stores, as did I. Can you each tell us a story slash memory you have in one of your local stores? Oh man, I remember bad stories of like, my mom like fighting with them over like late video rentals where it would like be like a heated uh like discussion and like i would like go and like walk around the video store because it would be so awkward and, your like, Pokemon tape ready to check out and she's <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so that's a good one uh yeah i can't think of like any like super just like the typical you know walking through the horror sections and stuff like that porn, and looking at the cover art too. Yeah, like I would always peek my head over and see if I could get a, a glimpse of some of them down that yeah, special get like a boob, aisle. Boob glimpse, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, Do you guys remember that the the porn VHS were like double the size of a regular VHS? Yes. Or like these <laughs> yes. big boxes, and you'd see double people, the shame. You'd see people like with their <laughs> stack of movies, and it was like so <laughs> obvious. But it was either one of two things. It was either a porn or a wrestling tape because wrestling also had the big boxes. Yeah. So yeah. Or Elvira. Elvira had the yeah. massive VHS yeah, yeah, box that's true. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Did, did um, your stores I... have the like really gross gum at the front where they like would put a stamp on it? And if you got that gum, it was a free yes. rental. And, yep, but I the did, gum yeah. was disgusting and they like oh. handled it and stamped it. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but yeah, I was so excited. Like I think I won once or twice and it's like the best day and then i'm like oh but then i want to get gum mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like disappointed by the lack of gum but happy about the movie good times would you guys um if you had the ability to do this like you know you're the digital god or whatever would you destroy all digital streaming devices just to bring back video stores no, no? Way. no way really yeah no way oh it's way I'm too convenient one. now, man. Like just be having everything at your face. I mean, great. Yeah, of course. Like the nostalgia of it, but like actually going back to it would probably fucking suck now. Oh, man, you know? no, like, I would love to go like the Sun Coast. I don't know if you guys Sun have those Coast? stores. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe shit, if man. we could do half and half. Yeah. it's. You know what? Let's do that. Maybe, like, yeah. It sucks if they're yeah. out of business. I mean, it's called half like, and yeah. half media. That's what we'll like, call it. Oh, I like you, that. Could you imagine if you brought back like video stores and like certain releases were exclusive to the video store? You you would have that's to exactly go. how it would be. Like, that's that what I was gonna say. Be, like have a horror yeah. video store, Disney video oh. store, rom com. Like make it themed. Mm-hmm. You know, That'd be so dope. Yeah. That's actually kind of a good idea. Like that's a good idea. Trademark. <laughs> and then you can sell out. other stuff like collectibles per the genre mm-hmm. that is in your video That'd be cool. store. I just think of like if like say. I'm trying to think of like a huge Disney release or something like Marvel, like say like fucking like the Avengers, like when it like was like a video store exclusive, like think about the fucking like hoopla, like that would like cause, you know? Yeah. Only at the Marvel (laughs) tape store, dude. Right. It would would absolutely crush. Oh yeah. 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 Good times. I just missed that like musty, like gross carpet, wet carpet Mm. smell that the the stores (laughs) had and like the one, like the mom and pop shops that have like one light bulb. Well, yeah, that's right. They never change their light bulb. <laughs> change your light bulb, God. <laughs> yeah, and the and the video store displays were usually really awesome too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like the Fuck, advertising. Damn it, stuff. Netflix, fucking yeah. bastards. Yeah. And then yeah, not even the best streaming service anymore too. It sucks. 
Yeah, but streaming is so nice. <laughs> it is. It's convenient. But well. And you don't have to worry about things selling out. It's like always that you're there, you know. And <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Rest in peace, video stores. Yes. Hopefully uh, they'll make a comeback one day. I mean, I have a record store nearby. So if we can have a fucking record store, I think VHS or at least video stores can come back at least in some form. There are still video stores out there because when I went to go visit Sam in Kansas, there was like five, what were they, family videos or something? Those went out of business though this year. Did they? I don't All know. All of them, yeah. Oh, COVID got them. That's yeah. such a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had two over here. They were, they were pretty awesome. Still got one blockbuster kicking though. Going strong. Yeah, yeah going strong. <laughs> You sleep there now as an Airbnb. Yeah. So I would totally yep. do it, man. That'd be so. Funny. I would too. Yeah, if it wasn't so far. Yeah, I'd totally do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all for the questions this week, at least until uh, the end of the movie, because we do have a couple VHS ninety four questions. So thank you for everyone for sending them. And now, a little word from Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. What watched? Actually, I'm kind of excited for what watched. I finally watched Malignant like three, four weeks late. Oh. Um. So I'm really. I wish I could have been on that conversation. I guess I have to listen back to it. But it took me a few days to process it. Not that it was anything like difficult to follow, but just like, did I like this? Because I have some like really big issues with the movie. And for people that haven't seen *Malignant* yet, don't listen to this because I'm gonna spoil it, so I can talk to you guys about it. Um. But I maybe I missed it or I'm too stupid. But I didn't understand the electricity slash superpowers angle. It, does that was that explained at all like i know in the beginning like he's feeding off electricity but how why like was that a thing we talked about it but that's uh, what we wondered we, too we, we i was like how that. is it what does that have to do with anything okay okay i thought it was just me and then like visually it was cool having like the police station rampage but like is this creature spider-man because a you're walking backwards that's like nearly impossible by itself and then b like you're kicking everyone's ass and like jumping around and slicing heads off and stuff and it looked freaking cool but like realistically wise i'm like i'm kind of taking out this like the movie that did it better or more realistically eh, realistically was um the invisible man with that little rampage like that one i remember wanting more violence but it still made more sense to the movie this one he's like she he she's like running around like a freaking terminator that you know basically um other than that, like, I really like the evil twin aspect. Um, the violence was fucking great. I love that stuff. And then it was different. It was, like, different than what James Wan usually does. And it still looked great, like, the shots and, like, the creepy house with the fog and all that stuff. So, overall, I liked it a lot. I gave it, like, a solid seven and a half. Um, but, yeah, it took me a little bit to process it, for sure. We're all nodding our heads because I think we're like, yay, Todd's on the same page as us. <laughs> oh, you guys all loved it or? Yeah. Liked it? Liked it yeah we all liked it. Yeah. I mean, it had like, well, Steve and Joe said it had its issues, but <laughs> I was like, just go with it. Don't yeah. don't fight it. Plus, I thought the acting was a little rough sometimes with the main, main girl, especially towards the beginning. It, it seemed really rushed, like the whole setup. Mm. Um. And then when he slammed her head, I'm like, oh, this is going to play a part in something. 
And yeah. And it did. It did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we should get that blood checked out, girl. Let's not leave that. Oh, I, and one, one thing though, and I'm sorry to be lewd, but how did her sexual partners not notice that much <laughs> scar tissue? Because you know there's scar tissue on the back there and the back of the head and then the back itself. Mm-hmm. I, that's just like a you kind of required a scene with scars There's... to be like, oh, I was hit by, you know, head surgery when I was a kid or something. Then I mean, good. how do we not know that she has discussed the scar with I her f- partners? I feel like he was such a douchebag to oh, yeah. be willing to beat her over, you know, having medical issues that he would totally make fun of us, not even be with her over scars, I'd imagine, because he's a fucking twat. Well, that's... But... Who knows? That's just a nitpick. Mm-hmm. It, it reminded me of a full movie, full moon movie, Todd. Mm. You know, oh, movies. yeah. It's <laughs> a bigger budget. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So what have you guys been watching? Not American Horror Story, I'll tell yes. you that much. Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I got to catch up on episode two. What do you want to talk? You want to talk about something together, Sam? Uh, I don't even remember what we watched. What about The Muppets Haunted Mansion? Yeah, we can talk about that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we me and Sam watched the Muppets Haunted Mansion, which is the new Disney streaming. I'm sure I think Steve watched too. I don't know if you were going to talk. No, about no, it I haven't Steve. had a chance yet. Oh, you haven't. Okay. I will for sure. All right. Uh, yeah. So it's streaming uh, on Disney plus it is their new Halloween special where we follow uh, Gonzo and his friend. Um, I forget his name. Pepe Lepron, I believe mm-hmm. is his name um, where they spend a night at uh, the Haunted Mansion and encounter a lot of ghosts and ghouls and all of the spooky stuff. Um, And basically they just have to survive the night. And if they do, I think they get like a cash reward or something. Is that how it went, Sam? Is that how it played out? I don't know if he got a cash reward. I think it was just something that Gonzo wanted to do. Yeah, he just thought he had to be great at it or whatever right yeah so that was basically the whole the sum up of it uh it is like an hour-long special um for me this one misses the mark i gotta say i was fairly disappointed with this one and i love the muppets i really do i I love the muppets i just i just found myself not engaged um throughout it i just feel like they could have did a better job with it um this was great it's great for kids I mean, but for the adults, I just feel like it's not there, me personally. But I think Sam might have a different. Uh, well, it's not meant for you, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I guess not. But <laughs> I'm I, have there, to watch it. There have been a lot of kid Muppet stuff that I've loved, like, but just this this one for me it wasn't for me. And I'm just I'm just putting this in the context of like an adult watching it. I think kids will probably love this. Okay, Joe, you make no sense because literally every <laughs> single Christmas season, you make me watch a Muppet Christmas. Christmas Carol yes, or whatever. Which I absolutely fuck. love. Joe gets so excited. He turns into a little kid. He cries every single year that we watch this movie. So him talking the craziness that he's saying right now, I'm kind should, of should tell you. It should tell you like that. I was just disappointed. No. Okay. So... I will say I didn't really know much about the Muppets. Like I would watch it here and there, just their other stuff, but I wasn't like a fan, like how Joe knows all of the characters names and everything like that. So I had a lot of, I think, I feel like they filmed this a few years ago because everyone that's in it was on the same cast of dancing with the stars on ABC. So I think they're like, since we have you on the set, let's just go ahead and put you in this movie so we can get it done. Um, but I thought it was cute. I thought it was 
fun. I will say it didn't have that like special, that like heart in it. Um, from what I'm used to with the, the Christmas one, but I will say, you know, I liked it and whatnot, but I think that Joe, I think it bumped down on his scale because after we ended up watching the Muppets show with Vincent Price from the like 60s or 70s the 70s and it was amazing and so I think that's why Joe is now saying he didn't really like Muppets Haunted Mansion uh no I mean after watching that like it made me it affirmed my opinion of it because I did I was disappointed like right after we finished it and then we watched the Vincent Price special Muppet show and I mean, that is like, watch that over this, you know, if you want like a nice, you know, spooky Muppet special. But I, I also think Will, Ar- Will Arnett was the main um, he did great person. In it. Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't know. You couldn't even tell it was him. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, could. you're like, hey, I know this guy, but right. it's not the usual Will mm-hmm. Arnett that you're used to. Right. I don't I mean, know. Watch it. <clears throat> the best cameo, you get a Danny Trejo cameo in there. So yeah, of that. course. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, I'm still going to watch it. Of course, it's Haunted Mansion, but uh, I did hear one major complaint. uh, And Joe, I guess you would be more the expert on this. I heard the voices are pretty bad, like compared to the regular Muppet voices. Yes. Kermit is voice is just like not up to par for me. Yeah, it just it did not. It just didn't sound like Kermit to me. Ah, Gonzo's voice was a little off too. Yeah. So yeah, I totally. um, Well, I'm sorry. The people doing their voices originally can't live 500 years long. (laughs) They're they're still alive. They got fired by Disney. Oh, Oh, really? I didn't know that. I I don't know. There's a whole story behind it. uh, Up at drama. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Um, You should have done the voice, Joe. (laughs) Well, Oh, the ghost. Oh. It was cute because oh, fuck. Piggy dressed up as Kermit and Kermit dressed up as Piggy. Some uh, little uh, role play. Role play. Yeah. Oh, Steve. I'm not a good Kermit. But uh, uh, my first movie is a movie I think is Todd that recommended. It was Todd or Joe. I forget which of the two. And that's uh, Vicious Fun which is a 2021 film over on Shudder. I think both Todd and Joe reviewed it both at the same us, time, yeah. like uh, two weeks ago. Um, so yeah, so this one quickly is a guy who um, he like really likes his roommate and there's this like douchebag guy that she's with and he gets mad at him. I don't remember why, but he follows him to a bar and then he confronts him and it doesn't go super well. He gets super drunk and then he passes out in like a broom closet and uh, it, he wakes up, he's out of it. He comes out and they're having a, what looks like an AA meeting with a bunch of people. And it turns out that it's uh, serial killers who are having like a meeting together and talking about serial killing and he pretends to be someone else. And then this crazy adventure ensues and it's just, uh, yeah, it's a great film. I really enjoyed this. Uh, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of comedy that really hit with me. A few jokes, not as much, but I had such a good time watching this. Um, it's among my favorites of the year so far. The serial killers each like play a different serial killer trope from like movies. They have like the creepy clown and like the menacing like big guy. And you have like just, yeah, just great, uh, you know, play on different uh, horror tropes. And uh, yeah, super enjoyable. Loved the performances in this. And I could not recommend this one enough. So that's uh, Vicious Fun over on Shutter. 
Glad you liked it. Glad you liked it. Were you able to find Bloody Hell yet? No, I haven't. It's not available here. Son of a bitch. Um, all right. My last one is a TV show. I think Steve uh, touched on it last time. A Squid Game from Korea, which we're going to cover on our Geek and Gaming podcast in a week or two. But um, yeah, it's about essentially people that are down on their luck financially get recruited to play kid games with like 400 different other people, adults. And if you lose, you fucking die. And it's fucking legit. If you've seen Battle Royale, um, pretty much the same scope, except those are kids. These are adults. Um, has a lot of heart in it. Some of the episodes are pretty slow, um, and uh, some of the twists kind of don't work, and are kind of you can see them coming. But overall, it's like it's great, man. Those like Korean filmmakers are fucking pretty good. I need to watch more. Yeah, it's a visually stunning film as well. Just uh, the oh yeah, sound too. Like sound, yeah, it's 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 a fucking amazing film. I, I can't wait to talk about it on our other podcast. Sure. Um, it's gonna be a good time. So. Yeah, definitely watch Squid Game, folks. All right. Sam, do you got anything else? I don't think so. All right. All right, I'll go to um, tonight's interview movie then. Uh, 2021's Keeping Company. Uh, Steve and I watch this, so we'll tag team this review. Um, but yeah, so this one is about um, a couple of insurance uh, salesmen who go basically go door to door, basically, you know, you know, the thing, you know, they knock on your door, they try to get you to, they swindle you, try to buy some, uh, some insurance. And basically what happens is, is, you know, you, you got one who's kind of, he's just kind of like happy with his life. He's, everything seems to be kind of going right. He's a very positive guy. And the other guy, uh, his dad is like super like tough on him and basically says he's brought in shame to the family and whatnot. So what happens is, is, uh, the boss, uh, their boss goes to, uh, the character is Sonny, the guy who's, you know, basically has brought shame to his family and she's kind of like, you know, uh, pressuring him. She's like, you know, if I might be able to give you a promotion, but you're going to have to double your sales. So this kind of lights a fire under his ass to go out and start selling like crazy. Uh, and from there, uh, he goes out, he's, you know, he, he starts aggressively trying to sell, um, gets so aggressive that in a rush, he ends up getting a, into a, a car accident with um, this really weird, mysterious, creepy guy who ends up taking off from the accident. They chase him down, go into his house. Bam, they're both knocked out. They are now locked out, locked up in this guy's basement. And I'll leave it at that because obviously no one really has seen this movie yet. Uh, so I don't want to spoil anything. It's still making the festival run right now. It probably will be getting released um, very soon. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, I liked this movie. It, it's, you know, it's a horror comedy. Um, the comedy doesn't always work, but I feel like for the most part, you know, it worked for me. Um, there's some great cameos in this. We have David Wallace from The Office is in here. Um, we also have uh, Corey's dad from Boy Meets World, who people might know him best. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's good. Like, I think it's a, a really um, good cast. Um, there's The movie's, like, handled, like, really light and comedy, but, like, it there's a pretty dark underbelly here. Um, and... Um, obviously the movie is trying to convey a message and it's a pretty obvious message, I think. Um, but I liked it. I appreciated it. And is it something I would ever watch again? No, but I think it is a solid one-time watch and I'm not mad. I watched it. I, you know, if I were on, if I were to letterbox this, I think I'm going to give it a three on letterboxd. So yeah, I was happy with it overall. 
yeah, it's a it's, it's a decent film. Uh, it's super well shot. Uh, I like some of the performances in this. Uh, the two main guys, including one of the ones that we interviewed, uh, pl- like play off of each other really well. Uh, I think their dialogue is like funny and uh, witty and stuff like that. Uh, they do this thing like where they go, they do chats under a blanket to make them feel like more like kids and have like serious conversations. I thought it was really clever how they played with that. And uh, they went pretty deep. Like, like Joe said, even though it's a comedy, a horror comedy, there are some really deep undertones of other things going on that uh, are really interesting. I like the main like killer guy, the guy who, uh, you know, kidnaps them and stuff. And yeah, it's a, there's some good stuff to be had here. So I agree with Joe. I think it's a good one-time watch. So uh, that's a, keeping company at a festival near you and hopefully VOD by next year. Um, so my last one this week is a movie that Todd just mentioned, and that's a 2000s Battle Royale that I watched over on Tubi. Uh, having watched Squid Game uh, last week, I, it gave me uh, like you know a motivation to rewatch Battle Royale. I first saw it in college, so 2000, between 2001 and 2003, I don't remember exactly when, and I remember really loving it. It's about, uh, there's a Japanese law that every year they have to pick a class, and they, uh, they that class has to go on an island and battle to the death where only one person can survive. It's some kind of like control that the government has over people. So this big class of uh, students, you know, they are brought to this island and they have to kill each other. And it plays a lot like uh, The Hunger Games, if you've seen that. Obviously, this is before Hunger Games, but uh, if you've seen Hunger Games, it's a lot like that, where the students, uh, you know, they're all on this island and they kill each other and they build alliances with each other. And it's interesting the way that they build friendships, but then, you know, have to kill each other and the slightest little thing can change someone from working with you to killing you. Uh, It's a really interesting like mind game. I really like movies like this. I do find though that now, I guess because with the passage of time, I've seen things similar like Hunger Games, like Squid Game and other things like that, where the effect isn't as big as I remembered it. Um, The kills are sometimes a little like rushed. Uh, There are a lot of students to get through. And because it's only like a two hour movie, you don't care for a lot of them. So they show you getting killed and you're like, I didn't really know who that was, so I don't have any attachment to them. Whereas in Squid Game, especially in the later episodes, you start really caring about the characters because they had the benefit of having multiple hours of character development. And I think that's where Battle Royale falls a little short, is that there are, there's barely any character development. Uh, but still, great movie, uh, one I would highly recommend anyway. So check it out. It's on Tubi. Sweet. Tubi. Tubi. All right, anything else? Trivia? Trivia. Game number 39. Currently, Steven, first place in 94, myself 93, Joe 91, Sam 64. Uh, as predicted, I got lazy, and I thankfully, Kayla's uh, continuing to send me questions. So they're all Kayla's tonight. Thank you. Who all would right. like to lead Wait, off? Wait, I have a question. Shoot. Joe. Did Laserface say where they sent my trivia at? She said she sent you trivia. But where? I don't know. She Maybe said, instead of give, give, she wrote, give Sam a heads up. I sent her a trivia. You might. Okay. I'll check Instagram. She said you might. She, she sent me on Instagram. So if she sent helps. me on Instagram too. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming she's probably where it would be. All right. Got it. All right. I'll eat off then. Eat it off. Big daddy. Off. 
All righty. So I got ones from Kayla and Weezer face tonight. So thank you to both of them. Shout out to three legged cat. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Glad, glad yeah. to hear it's doing well. Yes, glad to hear glad to hear the kitty's doing did, good. Did, did you see the matching outfits? Like how awesome was that? <laughs> yeah. She posted a, a matching outfit with her cat. It was really yeah. hilarious. My cat wouldn't even let me hold her, let alone put a fucking outfit on her. <laughs> Shout out right, to, to Satine. Yes. Are you guys ready? Yes. yes. Hit me with okay. it. Okay. Jack Nicholson stars as a werewolf in what 1994? Wolf. Wolf is yeah. correct. Damn, I'm so. Oh my god. But <laughs> I think Wolfen. he said Wolfen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, I like pause. I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, that's a movie though from like 1982 or something like that. But speaking of uh, cool VHS, the cover was uh, him as a human on one side and him as a wolf Ooh. on the other. Oh. I don't remember liking that movie. Neither. Same. Yeah. I, granted, I haven't seen it in like I was a kid, so I may not have gotten like Michelle Pfeiffer in there too. Think yeah. So. yeah, I think I so. Think, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember she grabs her breasts as a, like he, he would falls. remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, I'm a you would. Full, I'm a grown boy now, you know. I gotta, all right, all right, I'll go since I well, no, actually, Steve, go since you got it. All right, I'll go. Uh, so the first, <laughs> the first two will be from Kayla, and the third one will be from Weezerface. Uh, so the first one, Kayla. What is Damien's last name in the element? Maffei. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Got him. Um, what's the name of the fucking? He's a senator in that fucking movie. His dad. Yeah. Wilson. No, I mean he, Damien Peck. Nope, nope. He's not a senator. He's like a diplomat or something. Um, I don't know. I don't know what Peck's real his character name is. <laughs> no. You guys go. Mm. Yeah. It's a uh, Damien Thorn. So I was the closest. Yes. So you had one. You had one letter. Therefore, (laughs) (laughs) all right, Sam. Do you like to go? Do you want me to go? I'll go. All righty. So this question comes from Weezer Face. All righty. How long did it take Nightmare on Elm Street in theaters to earn back its budget? Three days. I'll go a week. Three weeks. Todd is. The winner. Oh, all right. 72 hours. Ooh. Wow. That's impressive. I was thinking the weekend, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I thought it was a slow mover, but I guess not. Oh, that movie, like, and... single handedly saved New Line, didn't it? Yep, it, did. it did. It did. Yeah. Weezer did. thought you were going to get that one, Joe. Well, she thought wrong. Oh. She thought wrong. Well, we know who she's rooting for then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So from Kayla, what? 1982 film directed by Wes Craven centers around a scientist who is transformed into a plant-based monstrous creature. Oh, um, oh my God. Can you read it again, Todd? Sure. What 1982 film directed by Wes Craven centers around a scientist who is transformed into a plant-based monstrous creature? Deadly Friend. Oh, dig deep, Sam, because I think Steve might have come. No, he hasn't. No, I don't. I'm, I'm just thinking Wes Craven. Yeah, don't kind of take Wes Craven out of it. It's kind of not. That, yeah, that's right. Bigger <laughs> music, music of the heart. Adrian Barbeau's in it, if that helps. Sam, do you want to guess? I am plant and plant is me. Correct. Swamp thing. Oh, should I give it to Joe? I mean, he technically guessed yeah, it right there. At the end. All right, Joe got it. Swamp thing. Nice. I didn't know. That's one I haven't seen there. I guess if that's a classic, I'm not sure. But when, I haven't seen it. Once you said Wes Craven Barbeau, directed it? Uh, yeah. Wes Craven, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, I did not know that. We got some weirdos in there in the early yeah. days. All right, back to uh, Joseph. Okay. This one from Kayla once again. What country is the film Martyrs from? French. Mm. France. It's France. Correct. Damn it. Yay. Steven. Oh, that's right. Reality, bud. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I knew it. It just took time. Yeah. All right. What 2008 movie starring Bradley Cooper features a killer known as... E-Train! Midnight Train! Yes, yes. Nice, good job. You, you said in the Did you say Meat Train? Wrong, wrong order, said, but it's good. She, yes. yeah, I, I midnight Meat that. Train! Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's all good. Meat Train! <laughs> meat Train! Midnight! Night midnight Train! That movie's fucked up. I haven't I seen it. I, I remember not liking it. I think I need to rewatch. Really? Yeah. That was yeah. one that I rented from a video store. I see. I didn't remember Bradley Cooper's even in that, so I definitely need to rewatch. Was that before or after he was douchey guy in uh, wedding, the wedding planner, or whatever fuck wedding crashers? Wedding yeah. crashers. That would have been right before, I think. Right before. Yeah. I think so. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um. What's that, Steve? That's me. So it's Sam. Oh, Sam. Oh, my turn. Mm-hmm. All right. This question is from Kayla. Kayla. All righty. What was the profession of the main heroine in the 1981 werewolf film, The Howling? Uh, reporter. Yeah, newscaster. Good job. Report. Report Did I pronounce that right? Yes. The Howling? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, from Kayla as well. Okay. What is the name of the scientist that is kidnapped in the creature from the Black Lagoon? Oof. Do not remember. Yeah, why the, the, what is the uh the main girl's name juliet uh, julie adams plays who's fucking gorgeous by the way hey classic baby joe with the k digging oh. deep mm-hmm. it's because i told him <laughs> <laughs> she's like my top like classic beauty julie adams oh, dude. okay like, smitten all right do you, get, to, do you ever uh, get a chance to meet her i didn't know no yeah me either Sam's got her auto though. I got her like a signed cool. DVD signed by like a lot of the cast. Yes. Um, alrighty. Last question. <laughs> this one from Weezerface. Okay. What starter kids horror film was the first feature length live action film with a digitally created 3D CGI character in a leading role? Ghostbusters? Incorrect. That's a good guess. So live action, but with the CGI characters. In the leading Man, role. Leading role, fuck. Leading? So this would probably be, I'd imagine, 80s. Uh, can I get a second guess after, yes. after they guess? Yes, yes, yes. for sure. Um, it's not a horror movie, though. It's a starter horror. Yeah. Starter horror. So family horror, you know. Oh, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Incorrect. I wouldn't say that's horror. I was throwing it out there. You gotta get, you gotta guess. That's a scary movie, though. Christopher Lloyd is, is terrifying. In that movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, like um, drowning tunes. Damn, Ghost Dad. Is Cas- <laughs> Ghost Dad. Is it Casper? It is Casper. Oh. Yeah, because yeah. he's starring. So I figured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, dirty. <laughs> yeah. dirty. I thought of it right after saying Ghostbusters. <laughs> it does seem late, though, right? Like it does. 90, yeah. What was that? Ninety. Yeah. What was it? Ninety again. In the nineties, yeah, early nineties. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, this one is from Weezer Face. It's going to be closest to, but you oh. have to be within fifty million, or else I'm not giving oh. you a point. Oh, all okay. right. What was the total domestic gross of the four screen movies combined? Um, great Four hundred and fifty million. Four fifty million. Todd at four fifty. I have to do math now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say. 
525 million. 525 and Sam? I was going to th- say 520. 520. Hit him dirty. <laughs> she, she, she'd be hitting herself dirty too because. <laughs> uh, so none of you are right. Oh, um, oh, right. oh, oh, oh. Round three or round two. <laughs> All right. Two. 310. Do we get a round you two? Get, you get one round two. 700 right. mil. 700 mil. I'm going bigger. Oh. Those are pretty fucking popular. 920. Wait, also 96. <laughs> 250. Steve said no. 250? Yes. You're all wrong. No third Dang. guess. All it right, was third actually 331.7 million. I would not guess that. I mean, it's still all a lot right. of money, obviously. So but, you yeah. had to be within 281 wow. to 381 million to get the answer. Oh, oh, darn, darn. 250. I, I was close there. I did say domestic. <laughs> so. Oh. You are close, Joe. I was closer. You dirty rat. (laughs) (laughs) Samwise Gamgee. Go. All right. Lord of the Rings reference for all you nerds out there. Of course. (laughs) I made a promise, Frodo. (laughs) Sam wouldn't know. Sam wouldn't know the reference. Potato. (laughs) (laughs) You cut him up and put him in a stew. (laughs) Are we done? Sorry. Sorry. I was about to channel Golem there, but never mind. (laughs) I got. Are we done? She's looking at me. <laughs> right. Nerd. She's right. like nerds. Fucking geeks. Nerds. <laughs> okay. Teenage Charlie Brewster is the protagonist in what right, damn? No, yeah. All right, Todd. I was just watching. So, it today. Who who said they didn't like? It was it Chuck. Someone or in the, I think it was Rise Horror Corner, maybe. Yeah. Or oh, Horror so Fan much. Ryan. Someone said. It was Ryans. It was definitely one of the Ryans. I'm bummed, dude. Like I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was on AMC I'm, today, so I watched it. Nice. That might be my top three when we do the 80s episode for sure. It's a great <laughs> vampire movie. Yeah. It'll be it'll be in contention for me as well. Yeah. I gotta right, rewatch the see. remake because I didn't I remember not liking it, but now everyone's saying they liked it. So I like the remake. I gotta rewatch it. Might have aged like a Hawaiian, yeah. Oh um, man, see how McLovin does in it. Yeah, <laughs> he's good in it. <laughs> um, all right, last one here, Kayla. Again, thank you very much. What is the name of the family pet in the movie The Lost Boys? Damn it, no idea. It's been a lot, it's been a while. Uh, god, if I know, Sam's channeling her family pet knowledge. Max, I have no idea. Max, incorrect, Freddy. Freddie incorrect. Bruiser? Bruiser incorrect. Nanook. Oh. Yeah. Now you can picture a little Corey Ames voice saying Nanook. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Bonus. Since that one was a little tricky. Boner. Right. What number, also from Kayla, what number outpost is Antarctica in the thing? 37. Incorrect. Oh my God. That's what I was going to say. Incorrect. Incorrect. Oh, wait. It is. Oh, incorrect. Yes. 21. 21's on the board. Incorrect. Uh, we're going to go on the board and off the board. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> on and off. That's going to kill me. 72. Oh, boy. It's Halloween. Up, up was 31. 31. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. Oh, well. Damn it. All right. So, scores. All right. Hey, tonight... I got a bonus. Ooh, boner question. All right. This was Kayla's last question. Uh, where are we at? Okay. You got to say it fast because I feel like all of you know this. <laughs> Michael Myers. <laughs> In, the movie... <laughs> In the movie. CHS 94. In the movie, Devil. Where were the five characters trapped? Elevator. Elevator. Oh, that's close. <laughs> yeah, that is I, close. I think I said it first, but I'll check. I, I checked right. the tape. Of course, the editor will check if you said it first. <laughs> I don't know. 
All right, I won't put anything in there for now. Yeah, we'll come back to it. So tonight, if as as of right now, uh, four for me, one for Sam, two for each of these turds, which ooh brings me in the lead with ninety seven. Steve ninety six, ninety three. Sam sixty five. This is a high score. Oh yeah, sixty five, staying alive. <laughs> She's rapidly approaching my favorite number. Ooh, what sixty six? Seventy one. All right, ready for some VHS ninety four? Yes, I guess. All right, a police SWAT team investigates about a mysterious VHS tape and discovers a sinister cult that has pre-recorded material which uncovers a nightmarish conspiracy. Um, all right, so similar to other VHS movies where there's kind of set up where they find VHS tapes, this one has a SWAT team doing a raid on some kind of like they're suspecting their drug house or something, I don't know. But they do a raid and they go into the house and they start seeing uh, various rooms where people are watching VHS tapes. So each time we're uh, with our setup with the SWAT guys, we go into a tape. Um, I don't know. Like, do we want to talk about each segment as it goes along or? Yeah, I think that'd be the four segments and quick okay. recaps. All right. So the first segment uh, follows along a news reporter who's following like a legend of the rat man or something where there's like a rat hybrid or whatever hiding in the sewer so her boss makes her and the cameraman go to the sewer and he really wants her to get inside so they find some homeless people or some evidence of homeless people and she's like hey here's our story let's follow these poor people and hopefully we can get some uh shed some light on them so they can improve their lives however there's some sinister things going on in the sewers that are dangerous <laughs> um so yeah i'll leave it at that uh i don't even know the title of this to be honest with you Ratman? But, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't have, one second, I have them here. Um, oh, okay. Right. It's not Ratman. That's a missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I asked our Discord what uh, their favorites were. So this one's called Storm Drain. Oh, Storm, Storm Drain. Drain. Okay. So what do you guys think? I mean, this one um, starts off pretty like cookie cutter, in my opinion. Like, oh, there's obviously going to be a creature in this sewer. Um, but then it kind of leads in the good direction, especially that ending scene, which we can get to. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? What do you guys said on this one? Um, so I I was actually enjoying this one. Um it was pretty spooky because they're in the tunnel and whatnot. And I will say I was disappointed when we see the rat man because I feel like he was a little too cutesy. Like he kind That's of my looked note like too. A baby rat like his nose was rounded and it like looked bulbous like a, yeah it looked like a bald man with an elongated head i yeah. didn't see a rat at all in that no it's and like his arms were too too human like i feel like they could have makeup could have done a little something different with that um but yeah it should have made like his nose like a little rat nose you know so yeah, like, once like we shredder. saw yeah once we saw him i kind of was like oh well that's too bad yeah i think that no, no, I think this one is great idea and not so great execution. Um, like I, I was real, I was on board with it. I, I totally agree with Sam. Like I really thought the setup was great. Like I, I loved the idea of it all. And I thought, you know, the reporter going down the tunnels and stuff, that was really cool. And I was like super engaged. And then once we get to the monster, I'm like, well, this, you know, could have been the creature design is what failed this, um, this segment for me um the ending was really cool but uh, overall uh, this one was mediocre to me yeah and i'm right there with all of you uh i i was really into the setup uh you know i was curious to see where it was going i like kind of the 
how spooky it was you could see stuff in the distance and you know where it was and what it was and all that stuff so this this was definitely a better setup than execution uh, exactly like joe said i think or and sam as well uh, it's really the creature design that failed this segment in my eyes although i did really like the final like newscaster kill i thought that was really a cool like kind of semi and unexpected kill but overall it was just like an okay story to me nothing uh, nothing special here yeah i agree 100 percent. nothing really i can add it's it was whatever do, do you guys um, want to rate each segment as we do them or sure. you, you can do that. Uh, yeah, I, I rated them all just and they did an aggregate score. So I rated this one a six out of ten. I'll stick with that. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, I was a six out of ten Same. on this one. Yep. All right. <laughs> all right. And then the the my favorite thing in the whole thing was the veggie masher commercial coming right after the Ratman. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want that for sure. Um, but the next segment is Steve, do you have the actual title for it? The empty wake. The empty wake. So this is a set in a funeral home where there's supposed to be a wake for a man that uh, is deceased, and it's played by a girl that's like new at the job, whatever. She's she has a night shift during a fucking like crazy storm, so the actual funeral director and everyone leave her for the night, and she's just supposed to stay there and record the wake for everybody. And um, she starts hearing like knocks and noises coming from the uh, the, um, the fuck do you put people in the casket? And uh, she calls them saying like, oh, this person's still alive. He's like, no fucking way. Like I had to put that body back together. There's no way they're alive. One random guy shows up and he starts doing some weird shit in another language and he leaves. And then that's where we're at. Um, right at the bat, I was really into this segment a lot quicker than I was with Ratman, um, especially when things started happening towards the end. Um, it took a little bit to get there, but I think the payoff was worth it in my opinion. So what did you guys think? Yeah, I thought... <sighs> I kind of uh, like I'm similar to the first one where I'm like, I thought the idea was really cool, but, and I, I just think it just didn't go like enough, like to the finish line for me. Like it was a good setup and stuff, but then like, it just kind of left me like wanting more by the end of it, you know? Um, Cause I'm like, well, what the hell is going on? Like, I, I, I feel like it could have been fleshed out more, like even for a short, um so like, did like, that guy raise him from the dead is that what, what he did i'm he assuming so right so, and then i'm like well was it happening during uh, a tornado yes yes well tornado watch yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. well you hear the siren going off at right? the end yeah like the my, my wife siren. thought it was the beginning of the zombie apocalypse <laughs> i said that <laughs> too to sam to. and then sam was like it's a tornado i was like oh yeah that makes sense um so yeah i don't know i just feel like it it, it ended uh too abruptly for me where like we don't really get any sort of resolution. Um, but I did really appreciate the the creature design on this one or the zombie design, whatever you want to call it. I thought that looked fantastic and it was pretty dang cool. But for me, once again, it falls in the mediocre um, category for me once again. Yeah, it just took a little too long to get to the point. Um, but I will say like the zombie or the guy, I thought he looked cool with like his face sliced diagonally and whatnot but it was okay see i'm uh, opposite you guys this time uh, i really fucking love this one um i loved the setting of the funeral home i loved uh the isolation that the girl uh, felt in that room uh, it hadn't my wife and i talking like would you be scared alone in a funeral home with a dead body oh, hell yeah because really there's nothing to fear uh, if you really think about it like logically but a lot of people have a fear of dead bodies so uh it was an interesting like to play on that fear uh in that segment and then you had the guy which was interesting and then 
the payoff to me was huge. I just absolutely fucking love the payoff. I love seeing the kind of zombie creature with half the head. I thought that was great. And we couldn't see him really. We never knew where he was. And I was, I was in for the whole ride on this one. And I absolutely adored this segment. Why were the cameras recording her like all night? Uh, she, he, the owner said that uh, they record the funerals for like, I forget if it, was, if it was marketing or for insurance purposes or something. They, they had to record the sessions. So it wasn't like during the nighttime when people were at home sleeping. It was like during the evening time and she yeah, was waiting. Yeah, because the, this was during to- her like the wake essentially. So it's probably like, let's say 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., right? So Okay. I'm so- Steve. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Don. No, I'm, I'm with Steve. I loved it for the same reasons he did. Although it did take a little bit to get there, um, but I loved the creature and when he turns around and his intestines fall out. And mm-hmm. um, that was just really cool. And then I liked it too when the tornado rips through and like closes it all off. And I didn't really understand what happened at the very end. Like, was she a new zombie? Or... Yeah, that's why I got. She I was? Thought she was. I thought she was patient zero. had this debate. Yeah. Oh, I thought she uh, just... Um... Like the tornado came, and so she was like just leaving. Like, yeah, I took it the same as Steve. I thought she was a zombie now. But oh. why though? You think he attacked her? Yeah, they show you, and she he gets got attacked. Her at the end, yeah. yeah. Oh, he did. Mm-hmm. And the the tornado rips through there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> All right. Any anything else before we read it? Um, yeah. So for me, this was a, a very good one. I really enjoyed this one. I gave it a nine out of ten. Oh, nice. I give it a eight and a half out of 10. Nice. I give it a, I give it a six and a half. I'll give it a 6.9. All righty. What is the title for this one? It's called the subject. The subject. So this one is a strange setup. It's kind of like um, uh, the human centipede where you have a mad doctor and he's, uh, you know, obviously on the run because he's killing people and doing illegal experimentation on them. I believe it's Japanese or is it Korean? I didn't get Please, that. I think. Indonesian actually. That's what's yeah yeah um so yeah he's taking people and he's experimenting on them because he's trying to perfect the perfect human uh, mixing them with like robotic enhancements like it's super jarring like the first scene is a head on like a, a metal spider body that catches on fire and you're like what the fuck is this like i thought it was like a i thought that was the end of the segment like they were just gonna show that and go to something else uh, but the, no we're caught with um a girl that wakes up and she like his his first successful experiment uh linking a human and a cyborg i guess and then the police raid the facility kill the doctor and then the uh, the creations wake up and start killing all the cops um yeah so i, I was caught off guard with this one because like tonally it was 100 percent different than the other ones up to this point um yeah what'd you guys think I loved this one. This one was by far my favorite one in the entire uh, segment. This is to me is the standout for sure. Uh, I don't know. I was just, I was on board with it. Like right from the beginning, right from the beginning. Well, obviously maybe not right from the very beginning. Cause you do get that really weird scene, but then just like, I don't know, like for whatever reason, this one just really jumped at me. It felt like I was in a video game. Like most of the time. I mean, the, the camera work was fantastic in it. I just, the, all of like the the creature designs were like really really cool it was kind of like i mean i haven't played like a ton of video games but like it reminded me of that uh like like uh what is it like a metro or something like that like something along those lines i don't know i can't think of the fucking game but it was really cool um and i yeah i don't know i was just on board with it i thought the crazy scientist character was really cool and then uh yeah like the ending was great and yeah i was on board 
Um, I also liked this one for all the reasons of why Joe liked it too. Um, I feel like this is one of my worst, I don't know, maybe not worst fears, but can you imagine just like being maybe kidnapped or something and you wake up and someone's like cutting your limbs off to make you some kind of weapon turn you into some kind of weapon I don't know it's just fucked up and then I felt really bad for the girl that she was still like a human but the people that found her were like it's not a soul anymore we need to put her out of her misery and just the way she kept putting her little hand up to show that she was still human it just it was sad yeah uh, this one started slow for me like I didn't really see where it was going and I find the part with the doctor um, like took a long time (laughs) But once it got going, it was awesome. And once it got going, it made me realize that the first part felt like a cutscene to a video game because it's from a point of view of, you know, the person on the table. And then when, you know, the person gets up, then it becomes like you actually playing the video game. And when I made that connection, that's when I started really appreciating uh, this segment. I think there's a lot of cool vi- visuals like the spider head or the robot monster. They were super cool looking. Uh, there's a lot of great gore in this. Um, and just, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, the Like my biggest knock on it is that it takes a long time to get going. So I was kind of bored uh, for a good while there, but uh, once it got going, it was great. So I really appreciate this one as well. Yeah, um, closer to Steve, I guess, in the sense that it was a little bit slow at the beginning. And I hated the CGI. There's a lot of gun stuff that like looked terrible, like gun muzzle flash and things like that. So that was kind of cheap. But when it got going, man, it was like, oh, shit, like chopping limbs off, like point blank, unloading magazines in someone's face. I was like, holy shit, like it was pretty brutal, like the entire time at the end there. So um, definitely picked up. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I give this one an eight out of 10. I, I liked it a lot, just not as much as the, the one before. All right. I'm going to stick with a, a positive 7.25. I give it a nine. I, I really, I really like this one. And We're honestly, all over the place like, tonight. Yeah, I am. But yeah, this, this one's a nine for me. Uh, and I'm going to give this one an eight. Ooh. And the last one's called Terror. Terror. All right. So this one is a militia um, that wants to bomb, I'm assuming a government building or something. And they are holding some, uh, what looks like a man hostage in like a cage. And like every night or so they go in there and execute him and they take his blood. And it's revealed that the blood when met with sunlight explodes, like a fucking bomb goes off, like, like destroying buildings. So they're going to put, I forget what they call him, but they're going to put the creature into the government building and freaking destroy it. Um, but lo and behold, they get drunk and they're idiots and they release the creature who turns out to be a vampire. So the vampire's blood, when they hurt the vampire, when he's exposed to sunlight explodes, um, you know, traditionally in other movies, like they burn or whatever, but this guy fucking explodes. So that was pretty cool. Um, this is probably for me, my weakest one, maybe, you know, it's, it's kind of close to rat, uh, on like entertainment level, but like the other ones, like towards the end, I started picking up for sure. But this one was kind of, I don't know. Didn't really do it for me. What about you guys? I hated this one. Is that all? <laughs> There's no all right. comment. <laughs> that's gonna, that's gonna be on the that's gonna be on the DVD cover, right? There. right exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like this one either. Um, it just like I found it like I don't know if it's just me, but I found this one like very confusing up until like almost the ending and then like it started catching on i'm like oh okay um it did get like i guess a little bit better towards the ending but like man i was like bored throughout most of it like and like once it did get going i was like i just didn't care anymore um i think like it's a really cool idea 
like using like vampire blood as like a weapon or whatever, like weaponizing vampire blood. Really cool idea, just did not work. Um, this segment just did not work for me overall, though. I just found it rather boring for the most part. Yeah. My, my only note I have is, cool that the vampire blood would be explosive. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Like, you could, I feel like yeah. this is a really cool, it could make it like for a really cool movie, like, in the right setting, but, yeah. Yeah, um, it, it was like the opposite of Storm Drain for me. Um it started off so slow and boring and confusing and I was just not into it whatsoever. But the last like five minutes were just really cool. There's a lot of kills, uh, really a lot of gory kills too. The vampire looked cool, you know, and all that stuff. So it finished well. And because I guess it finishes well, you kind of leave with a, I guess a better appreciation than if it starts well and finishes badly. But uh, overall, it was still like a confusing mess and kind of boring. So this was uh, my least favorite of the four uh, stories for sure. And I gave it a 5.5. Um, be a little bit lower than that. I'll do a five. I give it a four and a half. I give it a three. So let's uh, go to what I think is the weakest part of this movie is the wraparound, the cops. Yeah. Oh my God. I had so many issues, so much issues with this, like, like nitpicking stuff, like gun handling was terrible. They're constantly pointing barrels at the back of their, their teammates' heads, which is so stupid. It's called flagging. Like you can't do that. Um, their acting was terrible. Like at one point, one guy says like, we need an ambulance. And, no, and then the guy literally, his delivery was like, no, we need a grave digger. I'm like, what the, oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what is going on? And they're supposed to be professionals and they're bickering on the radio when they're supposed to be in like an operation that's like they could get killed at any moment and they're like, shut the fuck up, get off the radio. Like, I'm like, what? They were trying to be so edgy or the filmmakers were trying to make them so edgy. It was just so cringy. And I easily the weakest part. And then the ending twist, I'm like, what? That does this makes no really like we're gonna lose like 20 cops and then you're gonna get away with give me a break i i absolutely hated the wraparound it brings it down brings the film down significantly for me i completely agree with you todd i i fucking hated the wraparound as well i i never gave a shit about it once like the entire time like even when it started and then when we kept going back to it i just like had absolute zero interest in it and that is like so big for an anthology movie right like wraparound stories are so important like to an anthology movie and they fucking dropped the ball big time on this wraparound the fucking ending is cringe worthy like it is so fucking bad that uh like after when it like ended i'm like what the fuck really like dude i don't know like honestly the better wraparound would have been rap man do like rap man as the wraparound or something you know that would have at least been kind of interesting but there was fucking not not one interesting thing about this wraparound and i hated it um i agree it sucked i don't even know why i don't know it was just like what they got in with this group the government or whatever and then they were just gonna kill the guy and make like another snuff tape like i feel like i didn't get it either the other stories were way crazier and like more dangerous to where i'm like there this would have been impossible yes so the two female cops were part of the bad guys right do they lure the entire swat team just to film their deaths and they're gonna get away with it that's what they think i'm like okay yeah it didn't make sense yeah and then their acting was terrible on top of that so it's like Mm -hmm. ugh. Yeah, I, I 
I agree 100% with all of you. Uh, the wraparound was the worst part of this, this entire thing. But uh, I will say that it was so short that it didn't bother me all that much because, like, who cares? You know, it was just like kind of a two minute break for me to discuss with my wife what, uh, <laughs> like, to see what she thought of, you know, the segment that we just watched. And it just, in the end, didn't bother, except for the end part, like the last, last part, which I thought was absolute just garbage um yeah I, it didn't bother me all that much but the stuff i did see is just it was god awful like they need to do better on the wraparounds because it, you know like a movie for example a mortuary collection had amazing wraparounds yep. and made that movie you know because the segments were good but they weren't like amazing but the wraparound was so damn good that it kind of put everything together uh this this wraparounds were just fucking god awful made no sense so literally literally the main or the one of the main bad girls says something like um what you think we're a far out fetish film cut film cult i'm like did they did they look at the script for this the far out fetish film cult give me who says far out first of all (laughs) i just didn't i it's like a completely different set of movies i i don't i just didn't get it like what were they thinking this one you can also tell like had probably had the lowest budget like out of all the vhs movies yes. i feel like too like the production quality was not very good on this like and granted i know it's like vhs 94 so it's supposed to look shitty mm-hmm. um i like i like shot on but, video stuff though it's like has a charm. i mean I, yeah i mean it had its charm i guess but I mean, I don't know. It's just like the whole production in general just seems rather low quality. Yeah, that, that really yeah, doesn't need to... Sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. Oh, VHS doesn't really require like a great wraparound either. Like I think the first one's a detective, right? He goes into the house and he finds yeah. tapes and he just watches them. That like makes perfect sense. But they have this like SWAT team going nuts. I just like, I don't know. I think we all agree that, yeah, that sucked ass. Yep, it did. But you're right. All, so, all they need is to find the tapes, to put it yeah. in. And watch for you know and like Pal Pal keeps the tapes right. It's pretty yeah, simple. Absolutely, you really didn't need this whole did, wraparound story. Did you yeah. even get like a '90s vibe watching this? By the way, no. like it's VHS '94, but I never felt like we were in the '90s. No, we needed like... some '90s kids skateboarding or something. Like... <laughs> yeah, the one commercial was very '90s. Uh, right, like, Veg- Veggie know, Master. <laughs> the Veggie Master, which actually reminded me of WNUF Halloween. Yeah, Halloween special. Yeah. Yeah, um, that reminded me of that. But I will say, even though it's my least favorite segment, the last segment, um, whatever it was, a terror, uh, was the one that felt the most 90s to me. Because, mm. I mean, maybe because it's in the winter and I can relate, you know, being a Canadian in the winter. But a lot of stuff back then I used to watch looked like that. So I, even though I didn't like it, it felt 90s. The rest felt like 2000s pretending to be 90s. Yeah. What do you rate the wrapper on? Oh Christ! Uh, like a two. I'm low. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a one. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm same. at a one and a half. It's yeah. It's terrible. Doesn't even deserve a rating. I mean, I'm at a one. I'm at a one. Like yeah, yeah. Not, there wasn't re- anything redeeming or enjoyable Grave about it for me. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Far out fetish film cult. That should be our new title for our podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I mean, overall, what's that? What's that kind of make it out to? Well, Steve has some questions, right? We got a few. Oh, yeah. Do we have we questions? Had, yeah, we had a couple of questions. Uh, let me pull them out here. Okay, so the first one's from our buddy Mondo. What was your favorite VHS 94 segment? Um, the funeral home one. Me too. Uh, the biomechanical mad scientist one, whatever you, however you want to call it. <laughs> I can't remember the title. The subject. subject. Um, this is tough. I'm going to say the subject as well. 
So we're split 50-50. So, yeah, but those are our top two anyway, I think. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, he also asked, did Todd cameo in the last one? Which uh, one? Is he one of the... The, the terrorists? The, the terrorists. No. I am not in a right-wing Are you a domestic show. terrorist, Todd? I, I am not. <laughs> Fuck right, you, Mondo. Glad we can... <laughs> yeah, confirm it here. You yes. heard it here. Not a right-winger. All right. Uh, next question is from Weezer Face. Might oh, be a vampire, though. We're not. No. Oh. <laughs> I, out yeah, that. Now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever seen Todd in a day. <laughs> like, Ooh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Weezer Face, favorite kill in VHS 94? That's a hard one. There's plenty of good kills in this. Mm, there is. Um, probably when that dude gets sliced in half in mm. the subject segment with that fucking uh, like sword fucking. Yeah guy thingy that, one, that was really cool that was good i'm going newscaster though in Ratman. that was really cool yeah that was pretty awesome okay. i'm going with the guy on it with the head on the little spider body just him zapping out right uh i'm gonna go with the like the newscaster as well because that one like stood out because it was alone whereas you know that entire kind of the, the subject segment there was a lot of kills going on so uh yeah I, i'd say that one was the most memorable uh and the final question we have about the movie has joe seen ratma in that underground tunnel where he was working no i no, i have not but that would be quite terrible i've seen plenty of rats down there but none of the size of uh the rat man so uh, yes. what is- i've seen rats the size of squirrels though yeah, what is the creepiest thing you've seen down there, uh, Joe? Um, fucking the scariest thing is needles, like used needles. Ooh, I see that quite a lot from yeah, junkies. Um, as far as like creepy, creepy though, I did explore an abandoned tunnel one night, and there was like um, like a picture of a woman topless with a ski mask on, like uh, and it was pretty weird. It was pretty creepy looking. Was it like on the wall, like a shrine, or was it just on the floor, like a Polaroid? No, it was like on the wall. Like someone like went down there and like pasted it on the wall, like oh, thing. Okay. So it was an yeah. actual picture, not like a drawing. No, like an actual picture, yeah. Oh, but wow. it was like on four different posters to make it like one big picture. Oh you my know? god, it's yeah. probably some and like was, modern art thing. Yeah. yeah, probably, but it was still kind of weird. The fact she had like yeah. a ski mask on and shit it was kind of creepy and there was like a bunch of like candles down there and kegs and Ooh. stuff so i'm assuming people go down there and party but <laughs> will you be thinking maybe it's something man. culty well, i will be thinking of rap man now yeah. for sure <laughs> oh actually I- i've definitely talked about this on the show but one time um i went down an abandoned tunnel and there was like all of these um like barrels and they like there was- had to have been like over a thousand and they went all the way to the uh ceiling and like on the barrels, it said like um, U.S. like military on Return it. Return of Living Dead, dude. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Jeez. And I was like, it was creepy, man. Did you? Yeah. Were you able to get close to him? Like. Yeah, I went like right up to him. They were just like, like they had to have been like from the fifties or something. They're like, dude, this fucking Return of Living Dead for military. sure. Military. <laughs> yeah. For for real, man. I'm sure. I'm sure there's fucking mutants down there, like crawling around and shit like that. I haven't seen yet. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. I'll have to see. I definitely sent you guys pictures of those. I'll see if I can find them and I'll post them in the Discord. Awesome. For the, uh, this week. Cool. And that's all the questions we had about the movie. So what do you guys uh, give this uh, movie a final rating? Well, it's a little tricky. I mean, I liked it. segments two and three quite a bit. And then one and four. One was whatever. Four was pretty bad. And the wraparound was garbage. 
Um, on letterbox, I have it at three and a half. That's gonna drop after we talked. Um, I don't know, like six point seven five out of ten. Um, yeah, I didn't like this movie. Like, even though like I did love the one segment, it just didn't feel like it was worth my time. Like overall, I, it's not something I would ever watch again. And like the more I think about it, like it's probably hitting like my bottom like of the year so far like list just because like I just didn't there wasn't like I didn't like it like at the end of the day like as as great as that one segment was I it probably wasn't I still don't think it was worth my time to watch um so I'm gonna give it a four um I don't know it just was not great and I regret watching it. Um, um, there were just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm grasping for straws to like it. Um, and it will probably be in my worst of the year. Um, what was the fucking question? What we rate it? The whole no. thing? <laughs> um, I'm going to do... I don't know. What did Joe rate it? Four, I think. Four C's. Uh, I'm gonna do a three. Oh, worse than Joe. And if this is on your bottom of the list, I need to send you some movies to watch because oh yeah, <laughs> it's like not even close to the bottom of my list. I have quite the bottom. Um, no, I actually enjoyed this one. You know, like two out of the four segments is 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 not bad for an anthology movie because I really liked um the uh the one in the funeral home and the other video game one, the subject I liked as well. Uh, the other ones were okay. You know, they weren't terrible, so I give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, you know, it's not near my top of the list or anything, but it was an enjoyable one-time watch. Yeah, it's the middle of the pack. Yeah, exactly. And I don't remember VHS two or three, so I can't really compare them. But I remember like in the first one. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the first segment. Yeah, first I one. Loved the other the one was Hannah Fearman. So I'll never yeah, uh, one and two were both pretty solid, and then yeah, viral, viral was pretty died. bad. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I'll have to rewatch, I'd have to rewatch Viral to see if it was worse than this one, but I feel like this one was better than Viral, and I didn't like this one, so yeah, I should tell you how bad Shutter, Viral was. If anyone yeah. wants to watch them. All right, so next week we got a pretty important movie that we're doing. So, What's it uh, called? Uh, something like Halloween. What's that? Resurrection? <laughs> I'm Is that the so Jason Voorhees Jason movie? Yeah. yeah so, uh, <laughs> what did that reporter say? Like Jason Voorhees... Michael Myers, some shit. I don't know. Someone said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, re- I remember that was funny. <laughs> Halloween Kills, which is a sequel to Halloween. No, not the 1978 Halloween. It's the 2018 Halloween. <laughs> but wait, okay. there's more. No, there's Let's, not. I was like, is there? <laughs> Halloween ends. The following we'll be year, having right? an interview with Jamie Lee. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hold on, she's calling me right now. I told her. Oh, all busy, right. But... <laughs> yeah, and you Americans are lucky. It's streaming for free on Peacock. Fuck yeah. Uh, America, us Canadians have to watch in the fucking theater because. <laughs> would you know, like? I well, I guess you have a good, a nice like home theater setup, Steve. So it would. Yeah, I know, but work. I can't watch anything here. Well, so you can't. But I'm like, would you? Well, because I was gonna ask, would you really want to watch it at home? Like, Absolutely, Steve, are you gonna yeah, or Todd, are you gonna watch it at home? I am. Yep. Really? Sam and I are gonna go to the lights, theaters. Turn on the sound system. Well, we yeah, don't Sam have anything were... cool like that. We just have a TV and that's it. Yeah, we, we don't have like a great theater, like home theater system. So we're going to go see it on the big screen. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I'm hoping. I've heard mix, but we'll see. We shall see. I'm, I'm excited, you know. I, I'm excited too. You know, I'm not going to 
have high hopes and I'm just going to go along with whatever is presented. Just sit there, get your nachos, get your little yep. drinky. Mm-hmm. Get my dad. I will Coke. say my, my, my expectations aren't like high at coming off. Me neither. 2018. So we'll, you guys going to watch 2018 again before? Yeah, I will. Yes. Yeah, I think we will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to. Just to get a refresher mm-hmm. since it happens like yeah. minutes after. So yeah, it's probably the best, uh, the best move there. Okay, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, if you're able to come check out our event that we are hosting at Silver Moon Comics tomorrow with Damien Maffei. It's going to be a good time. You can check out our Q&A with Damien as well and the screening of Haunt uh, tomorrow night at Cinema Salem. So if you're in the area, please come and hang out with us. Maybe you have some friends who will be in Salem. Pass the info along. And make sure you keep listening for our interview with Josh Wallace and Devin Doss of Keeping Company. Joe and Steve talked to them, chatted it up. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, where today we are joined by two very special guests. They are here today to talk about their new movie, Keeping Company. Uh, Please welcome director and co-writer Josh Wallace, as well as co-writer and star of the film, Devin Das. How are you guys doing today? Hey. You're doing great. Thank you for having us on the podcast. Really appreciate yeah. it. Excited yeah, to talk thanks, guys. Awesome. So I know uh, Keeping Company is um, making the festival circuits right now. Uh, so, and you guys just uh, were at Salem Horror Fest, correct? Yep. Yeah, yes. we were just there. Um, not this past week. We were there weekend one. Okay, awesome. Awesome. And yeah. uh, how, how, how did that Did you guys actually attend it? Were you guys there for that? Yep. How did that yeah, go? Yeah, we were there. It was great. It was so much fun. I mean... A, a horror film festival in Salem during October is the best. There's yeah. nothing. It was so much fun. I don't know. Have you guys ever been to Salem? Because it's like that was that that whole thing. That's like an that's crazy. It's oh, like yeah. <laughs> the first. It was only the first week of October. It took us. We were like literally staying seven minutes out. Took forty five minutes to get in. <laughs> like that's how crazy Salem was. And like it's it's so. And you think like the the horror fest might get drowned out by that but it does it, like there's people still like you know we had like our, our screening was like pretty real like, Probably like a, a really good turnout for yeah like maybe 50 uh, people we, or so we it was great fantastic, uh uh much but it's like oh yeah it's like people love it there like it is just a part of the culture so we were super happy it's such a cool place awesome uh so uh why don't you start off by telling our listeners a little about a bit uh what the film is about yeah um keeping company uh Here's our elevator pitch. Keeping Company <laughs> is a uh, biting social satire that um, looks to explore the importance and meaning of class and status in our society by taking um, brash, ruthless corporate salesmen and mixing them with vicious suburban serial killers and asking if you can tell the diff- difference. That's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's you know that's that's kind of that's kind of the intention behind the film. Um, and we, fo- we follow two uh, insurance salesmen who end up uh, forcing their way into uh, somebody's house uh, to try and sell them insurance, and they end up getting trapped inside that house. So Now, uh, yeah. the movie obviously, I mean, blends horror and comedy together uh, very well. And obviously, you guys being uh, the writers of the film, uh, do you find one easier to write more than the other as far as horror and comedy together? 
I mean, I think Devin question. and I, we're, we're both, we come from comedic background. So I think that right. just, and that's kind of like the lens that we see the world through as it is. So I think that just, that's where we're, we're very naturally uh, grounded um, in. Um, and the two kind of are weird, like you need a little bit of tragedy to understand, you know, to be comedic. Like there's always, there, those are two things that are kind of married together in a weird way. So it, like, it didn't feel like it was too far of a stretch to kind of bring in the horror um, and this, this film, you know, does a lot of heightening, you know, which is a normal thing in comedy. And when you heighten, you, you, it's, that was like fun to get to those horror aspects of like, well, how, how high can we go here? Like, what can we, you know, say with what we're doing here? Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, both of us kind of being like, we both kind of came up through Funny or Die um, and, you know, making videos uh, there. So I think that certainly, uh, hopefully you could see that kind of uh, being informed uh, in, in, the, in the movie. Oh yeah, def no, definitely. Uh, and now Devin, you, of course, you know, were one of the stars of the film as you played Sonny. Uh, was it always your intention to take on that role or did it just kind of happen? Yeah, that's, um, that's a good question because when we first started um, developing the project and, and writing it and, and really thinking about it as something that we were going to produce. It was kind of pretty much right away that like Josh will direct and I will play uh, this role um, of Sonny. And um, so, so yeah, that, that intention was always there. And uh, as, we, as we were getting closer to production, we, um, there were there were moments where I was like I was just thinking about the but this is our first feature you know and it's it's our passion project it's it's you know the first go around we want to do everything as best as we can and I started getting in my head a little bit being like hey wait maybe we should get like maybe we should get someone else to play this role someone who will maybe be better for this role whatever and and Josh uh, <laughs> Josh def like you know a lot of credit to him for pushing me uh, and not letting me get in my own way, but it was very much like, no, you're the only person that can play this role. And, and, I, and you know, I think it also did help us with the movie as a whole because Josh and I like were so deep into the script that I just knew exactly what we were trying to do. I knew who this character was and I was able to just kind of dive into it. Um, I mean, we did rehearsals and stuff, but it was it was still something where it was like, oh great, we don't have to, worry about somebody else not getting this role or understanding exactly what we need out of them. So it was a fun challenge and, and, and it was, uh, yeah, it was great to do. What's, what's more challenging acting or writing? Oh man, they're both, they're, they're both challenging. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're both hard as shit. Um, they, I, for me, it's like, I think, you know, it's funny because I approach acting as a writer I've always seen acting as more of a tool to be able to like produce independent stuff. And again, have less people to have to count on. And it's just like, well, I know what this is. I know what needs to be done. I'll just go and do it to the best of my ability. Um, so I would say writing comes to me more naturally. Um, but yeah, they both are just like completely, com they're completely different skill sets. Um, but I think uh, approaching acting as a writer and understanding character um in that sense really uh really helps so i would say acting is more difficult i'd say acting is right. more difficult <laughs> nice. 
And uh, Josh, similar question to you. What's what's more challenging for you, writing or directing? Um, I, I definitely think oof, that is a that is a tough question. I think I think <laughs> writing actually for whatever like directing feels a little bit uh, more like uh, like that's it feels like that's just part of a vision, right? Like so that just comes to you, and it's like that for whatever reason that imagery just sits so strong in the brain. Whereas writing, it's like it's like solving a puzzle. Like that's that's one of the. It's truly. Uh, uh, I don't. I you have to commend anybody that can sit down and look at a blank page and then you know uh, create a story. Uh, like that's it, it's truly one of the hardest things. Like in it, and maybe in the in the maybe there's nothing harder than being a writer. Uh, <laughs> And maybe I'm getting well, maybe, maybe a maybe 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 being a firefighter, but yeah. Uh, you know, what? I still think writing might be a little bit because <laughs> they're only dealing with writing. Right. You know, like, writing is writing is more. I would say writing is more courageous, but I'd say firefighting. Yeah, yeah certainly more, more brave to be right. A writer. Right. <laughs> now, I mean, this movie has a really great ensemble cast. You have so many great different actors and actresses in this film. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the vibe on the set throughout and uh, some of the performances from your actors? Yeah, I mean, we got so lucky with our cast. Um, you know, we have so many, you know, I think seasoned and recognizable um, performers, Jen Vigman, Andy Buckley, uh, Medina Singor, Susan Spoy, um, uh, that we were, and also that they were just so they came in ready to play. You know, this is like a different, for all of them, it was kind of a different role. It was like a very unique tone um, that I, I don't think they had gotten to like really play in yet. So I think they all came um, with this, you know, uh, let's let's make a movie. Like nobody tried to act bigger than uh, the production, which was super nice because they all were, <laughs> you know, we were a small production. <laughs> Um, and uh, it, it was great to um, get to work with them in that way, where it's like, oh, we, we are being creative counterparts to each other and really um, trying to figure out what, uh, you know, uh, how, how do we walk this line of uh, horror and comedy? Um, and yeah, it was just a, it was a great experience. Devin, I don't know if you have anything to... Yeah, I mean, we, I, I'll just add that we didn't, you know, we were, again, a small production, and we didn't, we couldn't do rehearsals with our cast beforehand. Um, we were able to, we, we were able to sit down and meet with a couple of them and let them, like, have, like, meetings, like, you know, just to give them an idea of, hey, this is the intention and all of that, but we were never able to, like, actually do based on schedules and stuff like that, and we're just, it was so, you know, such a small production that we just couldn't do rehearsals we did some on-set rehearsals you know um and and whatnot but like it was pretty incredible how everyone came not only with an understanding of what we were trying to do or, or with an excitement of what we were trying to do but then also just brought this creative energy where they had opinions and it was great that they had opinions because it helped us creatively uh go yeah oh yeah let's that's that's the route to go or, or it's going to feel more natural or better because that's the way that they feel about it let's run let's run with it in that way um instead of them just showing up and be like all right just tell me what to do you know like it was it was it was so much fun and, and it was a very vibrant set yeah very cool um what were some of your inspirations for this film because i got a few like 
psycho vibes mixed with like Shaun of the Dead uh, kind of comedy. Uh, what films inspired you to write this and uh, go in the direction you did? Yeah, I mean, we um, yeah, looked at, um, you know, overall, the film being so satire driven, um, we, we really like the Coen brothers, but we're huge fans of the Coen brothers. So we were trying to play within that realm of, of satire where you just have this kind of heightened world, heightened characters, but dealing with like heavy you know, problems and heavy subject matter. Um, and so that was kind of like the, probably at the core of it. Um, but you're, you're right in picking up on, on, on Psycho um, that we were kind of molding the horror after kind of classic Hollywood um, horror. And uh, really, you know, when we're talking about the, the house that we, these guys get themselves kidnapped into, that, that setup is exactly psycho. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, it was definitely looking at, um, yeah, I think the Coen brothers was the, the biggest thing, right, Dev? Was there? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, when it came to writing and to, to the actual script and the structure and the ensemble aspect and and really weaving everything together the coen brothers were we leaned heavily on them for inspiration and and studied um you know uh certain films of theirs that that did it so well such as fargo or burn after eating and it's for us we we, we leaned heavily on them um because they play with the genre of far so well you know these these absurd characters um, even heightened situations, but but it all is you know um, analogous to to real world stuff. So for us, we were like, okay, let's let's lean heavily there. Um, but yeah, yeah, outside of that, I, you know, just old Hollywood horror was kind of what we loved. I mean, Josh, you know, as soon as we started talking about the psycho, the the Hitchcocks and the Palmas and and all of them, Josh immediately was like, well, then he's like, this movie. I mean, he did Josh put together amazing um animatics and storyboards where it was like the block blocking is everything in this film where it's like people's body language is so um intentional you know people not looking at each other when they're talking and who's who's in the foreground who's in the background and and at every moment so um yeah we really we really tried to emulate uh, a lot of the the early horror greats awesome um, this next question is for Devin. Uh, I, I love the relationship between Lucas and Paula, but my favorite one was with P between Sonny and Noah. Uh, can you tell yeah. me a little bit about that relationship? How, how much of that was improvised versus written? I just really liked the vibe you two had together. Yeah, yeah. So Ahmed um, Barucha, who played Noah, um, uh, he and I and Josh have all kind of knew each other from the comedy world um and we had known each other for a few years leading up to that although that was technically the second time I had worked with Ahmed but it was like I had worked on him with like sketch like years before um and it was great because as soon as we started like reading together it was like oh this is this is great like he 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 really is just uh, playing a heightened version of himself I think like it, it's and it, it it was just one of those things where it was like it felt so natural right away and, and we really clicked. Um, and, and for us, it was, I mean, we, we didn't improvise. Like we didn't, we wrote, like we wrote all that, but, but where we did improvise was there are a handful of like segue conversational moments uh, throughout the movie where 
and this is all to Ahmed's credit too, because like Ahmed, again, brought all this creative energy and was so excited about the role where he was like, hey, I, I just feel like Noah would be rambling in this moment or be talking um, or would, you know, would, would explain something in this way with this energy rather than, you know, what we had written. And so what it was, was a lot of onset rewriting, if you will. And it was like me, Josh and him huddled being like, okay, so we're going to change it to, and then it's us improvising in that moment. And then we kind of figured it out and then we just shot it. Um, so in that sense, there was a little bit of like quick impro improvisational rewriting, but it wasn't like us like rolling the cameras and just like riffing. Um, and that's also because, you know, Josh and I wanted to be pretty, stay true to the script um, and not get too lost in trying to be just funny. Um, but, but again, like Ahmed brought that energy. He brought that creative um, uh, energy that really helped us like find things in the moment. And we would do a sidebar, we'd improvise, and then we'd go shoot it. Um, and it was like things of like us like walking through like the house at one point and being like, uh, it was us like doing our sales pitch. And we hadn't really fully fleshed that out on script. And Ahmed really helped us bring that that sales pitch to life. Um, and there was definitely a bunch of other moments, but yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. It was great. Um, Again, and that was like the, the best part about working with uh, Josh and I having comedy backgrounds, but then working with everybody that they had comedy backgrounds as well. It, it's like, it, it's like its own language, you know, um, and being able to just sort of sidebar and riff a little bit and figure it out right there in the moment, you know, it, it, it just feels like it's its own, that, that comedy muscle really helps in that sense when it comes to, to writing or rewriting. Now, even though you got obviously your your comedy background, um, do you think now that you've dipped your toes into the horror genre just a little bit, do you, do you think that's something you would want to do again, or would you? Yeah, I see you shaking your head. So. <laughs> yeah, I think that's oh, yeah. Devin, Devin and I are certainly, and I, you know, horror is such a great place for like where cinema still kind of exists in that way mm. of trying new things and being as creative as you can be um and you know breaking from traditional story structure and stuff like that so I think Devin and I have always been interested in that and you know uh comedy tends to you know straight comedy tends to be pretty by the book for the most part mm. um so I think, you know, as we move forward into our next uh, project, we're, it's going to be still horror leaning and if not even more so uh, than or more, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, more so than, than what this was. So, um, yeah. yeah, well, and I think, you know, like, just to go off of that, like Josh, and I, like for us, well, I think we'll always have humor infused just to, again, because that levity that you provide can just make things even more horrific and more terrifying, you know, when they're right around the corner of like a, a nice laugh, you know, um, but it'll always be character driven for us. Like it's the, the, the humor for us is it's so important that it's humor coming from, from the, from the characters and who they are rather than the situation or anything like that where it, you know because then I think it can start to get into a world where you know horror comedy has had this I love horror comedies and I love all the I love them all right but like it does have a they, horror comedy has a stigma to it I think even in the horror world you know where it's like not as respected in regard and 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 there you know for whatever reason that may be but I think 
I think, you know, for us, it's like a, it's a, a passion and a goal to be able to meld those two because we're such big fans of both genres. And it's like, how can you still maintain that real true cinematic experience and feeling of that you can get from a horror thriller while making people genuinely laugh just because of who a character is and how they approach something or how, what their point of view is, you know? So I think for us that will, that will always be there, but yeah, we, we, we hundred percent are, are going to be leaning into the horror thriller world. Awesome. Well, I, I definitely love to hear that. Um, so before, before we let you guys go, can you guys maybe tell us about maybe some other projects you have in the works or, uh, obviously how our listeners can, uh, be able to check out keeping company or how to, um, get the word out there for it. Yeah. Um, so to keep in touch with keeping company, you can follow us on our social media. Uh, our Instagram is at keeping company movie. Our Twitter is at keeping co co movie. Um, those, that's where you can find all updates. Um, and you'll be able to know when we're going to have our release, um, and everything from, from those channels, uh, in terms of what Josh and I are working on next, uh, we're, we're in early development of our next feature, but, um, I mean, what we've been, how we've been describing it and how we're thinking of it is alien in a mine shaft. So, um, we definitely want to explore with, the explore with that new fun world of, of a mine shaft, but uh, there will be plenty of social satire within that as well. Awesome. Very cool. Well, we are uh, yeah. super excited to check out what you guys have next and everyone make sure to uh, follow all of uh, keeping companies updates. And so uh, hopefully it'll be coming out very soon and you guys will be able to check it out. Uh, Devin and Josh, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it.